good evening or good night or whoever wherever you are here because we're in a multi-dimensional uh, radio program here. Uh, this is opposed to oh, ooh, scary music. That's good. <laughs> well, multi-dimensional. <laughs> it depends on what dimension you're talking about. That's right. <laughs> so what is today? Oh, today's uh oh it's, uh, Monday the thirteenth of Monday, uh, April. Yeah, twenty twenty. And uh, you got to pose in the matrix here, folks. And uh, we got a lot to talk about tonight. Um, Eric's, I don't think we've told Eric what we're talking about tonight. So uh, we're going to be talking about, uh, so you know, Eric, because uh, we're going to talk about other things first. But uh, we're going to go into, um, Jim, what is the scripture? It's uh, Amos 317, is it? Um, okay, where is it? Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I'm looking for notes. Why can't I find my notes? Okay, here we go. All right. Amos yes. 3, 7, 7. Surely the Lord does nothing unless he reveals his secret to his servants, the prophets. Right. So that's what our subject matter is going to be today. But we thought that first that uh, since uh, this COVID thing, COVID-19 thing is going around, um, maybe we talk about what's happening in, in our respective areas. And since mine is so simple, I'll start, I guess. Um, I live here in, in the People's Republic of Oregon. And um, I have to say, you know, I am not a big Kate Brown fan. That's our governor. And um, as a matter of fact, I, I, I really dislike her strongly. But um, one thing that she did do that I, I do like and respect, uh, it won't cause me to vote for her, but um, is she shut things down early. The minute that she thought that there was going to be a problem, she listened and she she at first get, asked people to not go out and uh, to practice social distancing and stuff and and uh, let it go for a weekend to see what would happen. Well, it was like telling a kid not to put a fork in the light socket. Um, they all went out uh, to the beach, to the mountains, everywhere. And uh, and she she really generally looked sad when she got on and said, you know what, I, I really thought that I, I could... Um, earn the respect of you folks and, you know, and, and that you would heed the warning. But now, since you didn't, I'm going to have to make it an order. You know, you're going to have to stay in, practice social distancing, no more than 10 people, uh, no large gatherings and stuff like that. Um, and because of that, the curve that was supposed to spike, um, I think it was uh, yesterday or the day before, is very low. It's uh, It's not even really a curve. It's more of a plateau. Um, they were, uh, I, I've had the graph in my brain. So anyway, just, just figure, you know, going out real slow and then, then going up all the way to the top and then gradually coming down. Well, it doesn't do that. It goes up, it goes over and then goes up a little bit, uh, and then goes over and then slowly goes down. So it's, it's, um, it's working. It's really working here in Oregon. Um, I know that I work in a, in a hospital up in Salem. And uh, we started it right away. I mean, we started it almost the, the same day that she gave all the orders. And, well, we had to. We're part of the state. But um, so, you know, you walk in, they take your temperature. If you don't feel good, they send you home and they tell you to go to the doctor. And, and they've implemented some very good um, um, benefits if uh, if you do come down with it. You know, I think uh, if you come to work and you're clocked in and you come down, you come down with it, then uh, you actually get to take off uh, 72. You get paid for 72 hours of pay um, automatically on top of anything that you might have saved up. But um, so anyway, it's it's uh, it's working out pretty good. You know, there there are people that are sick, and I feel bad for them. But uh, I'll tell you what, 
Jim, you know what a commute is like. Eric, I don't know if you know so much what a commute is like, but um, I commute an hour each way, and the freeways have been beautiful. You know, I don't want to take it, uh, exult over the, the misery of others, but, you know, usually the freeways are a nightmare, and, and people in Oregon, um, to say that they can't drive is an understatement, but um, uh, the, the commute has been, has been beautiful. It's, it's like, it, it, uh, maybe not so much you, Eric, but there was a movie that came out in uh, the 70s called Omega Man with Charlton Heston. And he's the only guy, he thinks he's the only guy left on earth. And I was driving to work the other day. I felt like Omega Man. There was nobody on the freeway coming or going. And I was like, wow, this you is great. You didn't stop and unload a machine gun into some of the buildings just for fun, did you? So, <laughs> no. I mean, you know, the thought would have occurred to me that. but <laughs> I love that scene. And it, that I remember it when it was brand new, when it first came out, it was cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I digress. <laughs> okay, so I, I, I pretty well finished. Just to say that things are not so bad here. Up in Washington, it's pretty bad, as as everybody probably knows. And down in California, you know, where people can't keep their hands off of each other, um, things are uh, are getting pretty bad too. But here in Oregon, it's like they're they're dark red. Washington's dark red. We're kind of a pinkish color here, so um, on the map. So um, you know, uh, the Lord uh, willing, we will. Um, we will get through this thing uh, pretty good here, and and I feel bad for people that live in other states that can't say that, like New York, Michigan. Uh, Eric, you said, and maybe this is a good segue to Eric. You said that your area is starting to become quite active, so um, I'll, I'll yeah, most of like a, yeah, most of the state uh, that I live in, South Dakota, is is actually pretty stable, uh, but there's two major counties, um, what my where I live, uh, Sioux Falls. Uh, Minnehaha and Lincoln County. That's where the city mostly resides, and we unfortunately had a <clears throat> a major outbreak um, at a meat packing plant um, uh, called Smithfield, um, which is actually owned by China, which I forgot to mention to you guys. Oh, that's <clears throat> right. It said in so, the article. Yeah. Yes, and um, they, you know, they were giving out five hundred dollar bonuses for people to show up to work. Despite all this, right, and obviously a lot of the a lot of these unfortunately these immigrants um, that do most of this type of labor, um, you know, this is their only job, and you know they don't show up for work, they can get fired. Right. So, and unfortunately, you know, they have much more multi generational families and stuff like that that live together. So that, um, and they live tend to live more in apartments and stuff like that. So that's why you have right. the outbreak that you did. So, mm-hmm. um. So we have now the fourth largest hotspot in the United States. Oh, um, we have more infected per capita in my my city than Chicago or Seattle. Um, I'm sorry. And um, <clears throat> yeah, I you know the mayor talked today about it a bit, and he was pretty choked up about it. You know, he really cares for the, the well-being of everybody in our city, and I think it. You know, he came to the realization this is gonna going to be a lot harder, um, you know, than, you know, maybe he initially anticipated. So he's, he doesn't have the authority to make us all stay at home. He's given a proclamation that we, you know, stay at home if we can. Mm -hmm. Um, but now he's pretty much begging the governor to, you know, that has the chops to basically make that call to shelter in place because that's pretty much what we need to do now. So, um, for us, um, 
you know, as you know, from what I can tell, there's a lot of the major areas that have already been hit um, are starting to stabilize um, in terms of their amount of infective. I, I know that New York has suffered pretty badly, but now I guess they uh, their their rate of infection has stabilized now. Mm-hmm. It's not continuing to go up um, in terms of how many people are getting infected. So um, there appears to be somewhat of a light at the end of the tunnel, but you know, for middle America where I'm at, everything is always delayed. You know, if it happens on the coast, it's always a few months before right. we get hit with anything like that. So, mm-hmm. and that's what we're about to come into in our city within about a week here. So, um, but yeah, that's that's been our situation so far. Okay, so we need to pray for South Dakota for sure. Definitely. Yeah. What about you, Jimmy? Hey. <laughs> um, I live, I live in what's called uh, downtown Roseville. Um, I'm on a six-lane highway. Oh, I mean six lanes going one way, six lanes going the other way, with an island dividing the twelve lanes. So I'm on the biggest, hugest, largest street in the entire Detroit metropolitan area. Um, just down the road from me, ten mile, just about ten miles from where I live. Down the road is Hart Plaza, downtown Detroit, new center area. So I'm like a stone's throw away from the thick, uh, the worst of the worst. Detroit right now, Detroit City, has more people dying, recovering, more amount of people than any other city in the United States, other than Los Angeles, New York, and Chicago, and a few other major cities. We are number three as a state. We are number three as the worst hit in the entire nation. Wow. Um, we have more than most of the cities in Europe have combined. It's just, it, it's, it's, uh, I, words can't even begin to describe it. Um, mm-hmm. I had, uh, just in the last two days, I, I've got one, a dear friend of mine who is a Christian leader. He was in Michigan. He was the area, uh, state director for many years for the, uh, uh, Christian Motorcycle Association, CMA. Um, he's in a hospital somewhere with um, the COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's literally, it's been a battle. He wants to live. He is a spirit-filled Christian, loves the Lord. Um, I know he's got all the faith in the world to be delivered. But as soon as he came in, because he was 72 years old, um heart condition, other things. They didn't wait. They just put him on a ventilator right away. Wow. And um, then he developed a, a, a urinary, urinary tract uh, infection. Uh-huh. So they sterilized everything. They stripped everything down. But meanwhile, now, for the last four days, I've had him posted on my prayer thing on Facebook. Facebook's the only place that I have to be able to talk to the public. My My website was being under construction um then i realized something that i didn't anticipate about facebook you have to scroll down i mean i've been posting so many things that my prayer list got lost 20 posts down people were forgetting to you know scroll down to pray for it daily my facebook friends um are from all over the you know the country and they have been together for the last two years always praying on my prayer list and we've seen cancer we've seen <laughs> excuse me all kinds of diseases that when they prayed 
within days, everybody's healed. I mean, it just was phenomenal. So I asked them, please, you know, daily, let's let's pray. And I tried to make it so it was like a fixed page or something where I could have all the people just give out the information and name and, and keep that. And that their posting then would be the prayer list. So right. that got, you know, it it just... The horrible thing about it is with Facebook, everybody feels this is a public position where their ideas, their thoughts, their beliefs, their way has a they're allowed to say whatever they need to say. So I cannot just post something and expect it to stay that way. Everybody's got to, you know, um, do this or and half the people don't even know that I'm an ordained minister, that I'm 68 years old. They treat me like I'm just some kid in a chat room or something. So it's really can be trying on your patience when you're dealing with life and death. And you got somebody that wants to sit there and argue whether uh, it was uh, started by the Chinese or whether is it 5G or is it this or I don't care what it is right now. People are dying. I need to yeah, pray. You exactly. Just quit. Cut the crap and let's just get what's in front of us right now. Sufficient is evil for the day thereof. That's basically scripturally why I'm trying to focus on who lives, who dies. Let's pray for these people. What I've seen with this one guy is every step of the way, it was a battle. It was a spiritual battle. This has gone for four days. And we, I, what I can tell you is we actually prayed this man out to a place where they recognize, oh, my gosh, this guy's trying to breathe on his own. Hey, let's turn this thing down. Oh, my gosh. You know Look, you know, he's got this effect. You know what? Let's 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 sterilize everything, wash him down, everything. So step by step, he's made, been making a forward progress. He's a fighter. I know he's got the faith. He wants to live. So we literally have to engage in spiritual warfare to come against these things and to fight it. Now, not everybody is a veteran on doing that. So um, I had to ask the fundamentalists, look, you're going to hear me speaking in tongues. Don't get freaked out, will you? I mean, this is a sign of those that, uh, that follow them that believe. So at one time, I never made an issue of having a limited edition gospel. But right now, you can pray. Please add, you know, you know the power of prayer. So that's your part. Just pray. But engaging in spiritual warfare, most of you come from a fundamentalist background. Not only say that uh, doesn't it, this doesn't happen anymore because you're powerless with a limited edition of gospel to fight these things on a spiritual level. You say that uh, demonic possession doesn't happen anymore today, that uh, well, people are still getting sick today. Right. So, you know, we can lay hands on them and, and they can be healed. But in order to do that, I got to speak in tongues. So don't get offended if you hear me doing that, because you know what? That is how it's going to be. That's what you have to have in order to fight this on a spiritual level. We're not wrestling against the actual flesh and blood, but we are wrestling against the invisible powers behind that very real flesh and blood. I said, so please just stand back and, and let us do what we know to do. Let's all work together as a team and quit arguing over doctrine. We got people dying right here, right now in front of us. So, but it was a constant reminder. My God, draining. I have people sending me all kinds of things to help and they mean well, but the thing is, look, I'm stuck with Facebook. That's the only thing I've got. Please, right now I get 50 People sending me 50 videos a day for me to look at. Mm -hmm. I try to stay personable and connected, and I try to explain to them why, you know, I, then I realize, you know what, you, Jim, do you realize you spent the last two hours trying to explain all this stuff to people? This is nuts. I said, okay, I got to break off different strategy. This isn't really working right. So what would normally take about a week, I got myself and another friend of mine, um, he's in Arizona. We've we spent the last 24 hours getting something that would normally take a week. We redid. Uh, he found one of one of the people that had offered to do a um, website for me 
the the link and the connection was still there. He found it and was able to get into the uh, council and run it. And I said, great, let's use it, man. It's it's my price. It's free. You know, and it was it was given to me for free. So it's still there. He just was a dead clink. The reason why he stopped when he found out I was a Trump supporter, he stopped. He didn't want anything to do with me anymore. It's just said, forget it. Huh. So but we found the site. And so in two days, we got done what would normally take maybe a, a, a guy setting it up about a, a week. But we both worked almost around the clock. So, you know, I was toast earlier today because of that. I managed to sneak me a nap just before you guys woke me up. Yeah, did the but, same thing. Uh, yeah. So, but I mean, so, you know, the thing is this. God has made a way for us to be calm and relaxed, to be anchored on a hope and promises so that when we're facing a situation like this, we're not going to waver. We're going to be stable. Most Christians are not tapping into this. And it goes back to Amos 3, 7. It says, surely the Lord God does nothing unless he reveals his secret to his servants, the prophets. Mm-hmm. Now, there's that's a proclamation. That's not a suggestion. It's a promise for the Lord to us. Before God allows Satan or his minions or even before he acts, he will give clear he will give clear revelation about the coming events. This provides up his body with direction and clarity to have peace that passes all understanding. With this, no matter what is said, what is proclaimed, you're going to stay focused and trust on what you heard as coming directly from the Lord and not YouTube prophets, conspiracy experts, or or those understanding from coming from a lens of a limited edition gospel. But yet I find everybody is going to YouTube and they're listening to all these, you know, new prophecies, new revelations. Oh my gosh, it's 5G. It's not the actual virus. What are you people doing? <laughs> Have you heard, you know, I, um, the first thing I ask him, do you know who Mark Taylor is? Well, yeah, I heard about him. You, I heard you say something about him, but I haven't really checked. You know, that's like giving me an answer like that means, well, I, I, uh, I know a lot about Christ, but I don't know if I really know him or not. I'm still praying. Did I make it? Did I go? Am I going to heaven? It's like, you know, face palm time. Good Lord. What is wrong with you? Yeah. You're to tap into that so that you can have that peace and stability. You got no peace and stability. Look at the the guy that had the church down in Florida. Mm -hmm. He gets arrested. Why? Because he was told, you know, you can't do that. Well, I know in his own mind, he's thinking, I've got the faith and the world needs to know our faith. It's time to, you know, you can't deny us. We're going to come together and we're going to show everybody the power of God. We're going to come together and we're going to be okay. Okay, that's not. Hey, uh, Pastor, have you ever heard of uh, Mark Taylor? Who? Mark Taylor. How about uh, Kim Clement? Huh? No, no, I I don't know anything about them. You find out that wherever denomination or background he has, he's clueless. He has no clue of what that is. Right. Probably you go into his church and says, are you born again? We don't believe in reincarnation, son. Not here. You know, it's like, oh, my gosh, people. God has made a provision. And you're wondering, you know, you're sitting there on your high horse thinking that you're doing some great, wonderful thing. You're going to get chastised from the Lord, man. You go right. through the beam of seat of Christ. I don't think I want to be in your shoes when here you think you're defending the faith. You're not defending the faith. You're disobeying God because you're not plugging into the provisions that he's offered you. Um, and, and it's not good enough to just know about it. You better know intimately, specifically what these voices are saying, because once you do, and all of a sudden, you see God's plan. You see how he's going to work. 
how is right. how is it going to work? Well, I said, well, you, you know about King Cyrus, right? Well, I'm, you know, I know the Bible story. Okay, good, you know that. Well, then, did you know that the prophets have been te- the the method that God has told us? The prophets have already spoken that God is going to use Trump, like He did King Cyrus. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I never heard anything about that. Well, yeah, because you didn't go. Here's the and I got the link so that whoever I was talking to in whatever condition or dialogue, whether it be Facebook, email, um, <coughs> Skype, <coughs> I could make it real easy for them. I click on the thing, I cut and paste it to where they're at, and I said, "Here, there it is." Now go check it out. <coughs> One guy, he's all excited. He's wanted to be a part of my ministry. He came down to my museum, looked around. He thought it was just awesome. He thought it was amazing. Well. He calls. He calls me up. He says, "Jim, I don't get this. This is really shaking me up." He says, "Is is is uh, um, is Trump losing control?" And I said, "Well, what do you mean?" He says, "Well, you know, I've noticed the last couple times he's made speeches and announcements. One time he comes and and, and the, the the American flag there is there. He's speaking with the podium and it's got the the presidential seal. And then, oh my God, the next time there's no flag, there's no seal, there's nothing. He's what's up with that? Is is he losing his power?" And I kind of laughed and I said. I said, you never listened to Mark Taylor or the other people that we've talked about. You've heard me talk about, have you? He says, well, no, I just know what you told me, but I haven't. I said, I, I give him, I pasted it onto his Facebook thing so he could see it on instant message. And I said, here, when I, when we're done talking, whenever that is, I want you to look at that and I want you to watch it. And then you're going to understand, begin to understand what's going on here. I said, until then, I, I knew you didn't understand it because you're scared to death right now. And he says, Mesa's. Well, you know what? Come to think of it, I don't even know if you are part of the uh, conspiracy or not. I don't know how deep this thing's. I don't know who to trust anymore. And he panicked and he he hung up on me. And it's like, my God, here's a man that was on fire, just ready to do whatever he could for the Lord, and now he's so confused because these new revelations come from where? From from uh, YouTube? Seriously? Right. You're gonna believe? I mean, you can have an articulate speaker, and he can be 18 years old. But he knows how to articulate himself and spin a good thing. You can take pure bovine crap and sugarcoat it and make it sound like the coolest, neatest thing in the world. And nobody's taking the time, of course, because they're all emotionally involved in this. Nobody's taking the time to see who's telling me what. Do they have an agenda? What is their past history? What, who are they associated with? I do this with every YouTube thing, you know, before I, you know, have any approval. As soon as they tell me something is just totally unscriptural, it's like, I don't want to hear it. I went right. to one place, it was supposed to be out of Jerusalem, and they're saying, to be locked up, that's unconstitutional. Not only is it unconstitutional, it's, it's evil. It's, and it's like, okay, you've said enough. I don't, I don't even want to. Yeah. It, it's just well. crap coming out of your mouth. I don't, I don't want to waste my time. And it all comes back down to that thing. There's a procedure, a protocol, and on a, on a way to do things. And I hate to say it on Facebook, it's just the opposite. I mean, they have their own procedures and protocols. And, of course, me following the scriptures, I'm going to break all of their rules for the way the format is on Facebook because it's contrary to the word of God. So there's an automatic conflict right there built in with me. So we got this. We're going to be opening our um, new website tomorrow. It's going to be under Beyond Science Fiction. I don't have the connection tonight. I'll, I'll post it on my Facebook page in the front. And I'm hoping that everybody that is part of the prayer uh, for Facebook will come over and use a fixed page that isn't going to move and scroll. You don't have to do anything right. to enter in. Just post your who's the person that you know that is dying of uh, COVID-19 and post the pertinent information about the prayer so people can pray better. And we're going to pray every day. 
until that right. person is back back well, with us amongst the living. Good. Uh, those that you're concerned with are in a vulnerable state, whether they're it's their age or whether they're my God, you know, I want to do a, a, a remake cartoon picture or something uh, of can you imagine like this was it uh, Sunday was Passover. Mm-hmm. Now, remember, the Lord told, uh, you know, they, they put the blood over the doors and then they were told, stay in the house. Stay don't in your house. Out. Do not go outside. Yep. Now, right after it was announced that we were in total lockdown, do not go out of your house. I mean, right afterwards, fake news comes on. This was uh, an edict from our governor. And when she was done, she made it quite clear. Don't go out, especially in the next two day, two weeks. Don't go out for two weeks. So the very next commercial on fake news, they're showing how, uh, and it's all warm, fuzzy, appealing. Oh, isn't that cute and everything? If you put an Easter egg in your window to your house, that means you're included on this really great idea we've got for tomorrow. We're going to have all our kids come out. We're going to obey the six uh, foot distance, but we're going to go out door to door. And anybody that has the Easter egg on there means that they're part of the Easter egg hunt. And we're having our children go out in all of this to have an Easter egg hunt. Can you imagine a bunch of little uh, Jewish kids stepping outside during that time when God clearly yeah. told them to stay in the house? They're going to have an Easter egg hunt. Offering them up to Molech or something. Well, the thing is, okay, here the spirit of judgment comes. <clears throat> you're dead. You're all yeah. dead. You're all your your generate. You know, here's these little Jewish kids, and they all got toast. Uh-huh. Uh huh. What yep. part of stay in the side didn't you understand? It's the same thing here now. What part of don't you understand when they says stay inside? Maybe there's a good reason for that. Now, if you watched the Mark Flynn and um, what's the other guy? Um, David Wilkerson, his call to. Um, um, yeah, his yeah. call to eight, well, watch, call, to eight, call to anguish or the, they renamed it uh, in one hour. In one hour, everything will change. And we found that out, haven't we, uh, recently, right. how one hour can, from day to day can mean the difference of day and night. So we're living in an unfixed, unstable environment with uncertain things that we're not sure how this thing works, what interacts. So the thing that is safe and sound, if you've heard the voice of the prophets that have been provided for us in a system that has been provided for us, you will clearly have the confidence to know that God has his hands upon Trump. That Trump would come in as a pagan. He's not a Christian, but he would get saved. And then when he was about to face some horrible big trial or event, he'd be filled with the Holy Spirit. So now he himself is a vessel that God can directly uh, lead and guide. But right. he's still being led and guide from the dictates of of the Lord himself. So whatever Trump says or doesn't say, we need to follow that as if this was the oracles of God, because in a sense it is. So there's our safety. There's our stability. We understand that God has a plan that um, especially, you know, on other sources, Q, if you follow Q, then you know what that plan is. You know who Q is. It's a military tribunal of a court martialing process. They were looking for a person. They didn't want to take over militarily. A lot of innocent people would die. It would just right. be horrible. They're looking for an individual who they knew was not in the uh, part of the global elite, that nobody was in his pocket, that he would be the person that could peacefully be used to make a transition contrary to that. They could uh, slowly eliminate the swamp. And so this was where Trump came in. And, of course, with that, when the understanding is that when you see that there is 
when you see that there's a flag, when he comes out and he's speaking, giving an update or whatever, when he comes out and it's the flag and the seal is there, he is speaking as being the authoritative representative for the Constitution of the United States to we the people. So whatever he's saying is under that pretense. Now, when he comes out and it's gone, he is now speaking under the Uniform Code of Military Justice, not the Constitution. So he's using that in the authority that under a pandemic, he now can come into, according to all the rights and everything, he can now represent the Uniform Code of Military Justice. And he's speaking in that respect to let those that are aware to know certain operatives and ways. When he's on Twitter, he purposely misspells words because he's got encoded in that, encrypted, the plans and the plots. He's right. got to keep it that way. People have tried to kill him in the last two weeks about 30 times, mm -hmm. and they've almost successful the one time. Uh, he can't even trust his own uh, you know, bodyguards from um, – from uh, the security, he's got to have his own private security forces. Well, he's got that all the way down the line. This this clown, what's his name? Uh, uh, starts with an F. Uh, his medical representative, Fauci. Yeah. Fauci, yes, Fauci. That guy's dirty as heck. Yeah, Man, he is. goes. He he is following the dictates of um, Obama. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's an uh, Obama yep. plant. Yeah, he's an Obama plant. But even before that, he was working all the way back to Clinton's to both Bushes. Um, he's been dirty for a long time. He's, yep. he's on the payroll for the New World Order. You can tell Trump detests the man, but he's had to let him speak. He's had to let him. He's under the pretense well, that you stay close to your enemies. I mean, you stay close to your friends, friends but, but keep your enemies stay closer, closer, closer. And that's what he's doing with him. So mm -hmm. it got to the point where he was getting death threats. So he assigned two special agents to, to be with him, to protect him. Right. <laughs> so all he has to do now is use, when it comes time to round him up to take him to Gitmo, all they got to do is, uh, sir, will you come into the room? Put the caps on him and escort him out to the, Did to the, uh, to the ship. Did you see what he said in a speech? I think it was a couple of weeks ago when Fauci was up there. He said, oh, he says, I'm not going to take too much longer. He says, I know you have to get back to the, the State Department, or he says, as we call it, the Deep State Department. <laughs> yeah. And Fauci just kind of facepalmed this, his, you know, with the rest of the time he was up there. Um, so, yeah, Trump knows what's going on. Yeah. No, yeah. no doubt about is, it. He he can't he can't tip off the wrong people right now they'll listen to us but they don't you know who are we? we it doesn't you know we're not being believed anyway by the masses so they're not concerned we're some of these extreme you know um conspiracy theorists theorists or whatever so we're insignificant as far as they're concerned so right. and it's cool that's cool that they think that way mm -hmm. although uh you know, they'll have a rude awakening, you know, on that. I One guy said, well, you know, I, I but I do believe the prophets. I said, well, how come you don't believe me? Mm -hmm. He said, what do you mean? I said, well, I have the prophetic gifting, too. God's not a respecter of people. You don't know about me as much as you do them. I'm not as, right. you know, well known, but I'm still somebody that has an understanding. I said, as a matter of fact, uh, when it comes to a few other topics, I've got some good insight onto some of these things. I've known it for like 24 years. I've been preparing or knowing some of these things. So, um, yeah, you probably ought to. Uh, and, and the thing is, I'm not making you. I'm not forcing you to believe this. I'm just asking. I don't even care if you do believe it. I just want you to keep it in the back of your mind. That's good enough for me. I've already done my job if I plant the seed. Right. Now you know an alternative way that things might unfold. And if they do, hey, I might seem to have the answers for you. Uh -huh. uh, and if not, I haven't required you to do anything. You know, I. It, it, at the end of something, when when they scare the tar out of you, and then all of a sudden now they're selling the only product 
that's available that will help see you through it to me discredits the heck out of everything you just said you know you're you're hawk well i'm not selling special tinfoil hats that are going to you know enlighten you and keep the enemy from reading your brain or whatever it's like you know it's silly but i'm going to give you some alternatives to consider about that after i do that i did my job that's all i have to do i don't have to prove it to you i'm not going to defend myself can you imagine isaiah having to uh have people come to him and say well let's debate this let's talk this over um what do you think you know he's not going to defend it he's not going to um uh debate it he's going to tell you and that's it and it's going to walk away they tried to do that with jeremiah you know uh they the king had had a whole bunch of prophets in his own court and uh, jeremiah was like okay he let them speak you know, and he says, that that's really nice. But, you know, in, in the end, the proof is going to be in the pudding. And if you want to trust this guy or these guys, you know, with your future, and with the future of Israel, or I guess it was Judah at that time, you know, then fine. But, you know, in the end, uh, it's not going to be so good for them or for you. And I think that was the king that had his eyes put out. He was led away by the by Nebuchadnezzar's army. And when he was brought to Babylon, they, they uh I think they he they killed his children and then they put his eyes out and um, you know there's a stiff price to pay for not listening to the correct message that comes from the Lord. You like know? you know, in in like in Old Testament times, um, you know the prophets were without excuse because they either had God Himself standing in front of them saying, "Don't look down, just look," you know. Look in the bush, don't look at me, or whatever, you know. And and uh, he, they were directly being told, "This is what you say." Well, you know, they don't have to sit there and wonder, "Was that me? Was that you know, uh, you Lord?" Or you know, he knew, you know, either that or you got an angel of the Lord coming down in a pretty frightful kind of a situation. And um, the angel says, "Thus saith the Lord: This is what you say. This is what you speak." So they're not trying to sit there and wonder. Now, with us as a New Testament prophet. You know, and they call them watchmen now, mostly, I think, because profit has been used and abused by so many. So, you know, all over the place that that they prefer to use that. And some of them, I think, are just maybe a little nervous to come under the scrutiny of what a prophet uh, would be is scrutinized. And it's only right. a shame, I guess, because everybody wants to use an Old Testament standard when we're a New Testament. A New Testament prophet is very different, has a different standard of um of how it's, he's to be scrutinized. For one thing, we listen to a small, small, still voice. Now, that small, still voice is something that has to be developed through a relation. To have a relationship means you're going to learn, like I did in the military, on-the-job training. You go, you learn by doing, and you learn by making mistakes. And hopefully you you learn and become better by those mistakes, but you're going to make mistakes. Uh, it's just the way that it happens. It's It's because it's relational, not a religion that you just go by the letter of some kind of law. You have to go by experience. So you have the logos and you have the rima. The logos is the written word, but the rima is a personal inspiration of that written word. Without one, you know, that is a twofold witness on the word of God. So fundamentalists don't understand the rima and how it plays. And it, it doesn't mean that they can't be used. Yeah, they can pray, but they don't know how to engage in spiritual battle. Right. Because that is where you have to depend on the Rima, personal application of the word. That's how I found out the full gospel was still here for today. I used the, the fundamentalist criteria because I was a fundamentalist. And they said, you know, everything experience you have has to go back to book, chapter, text and verse and the scriptures. I did that and I go, oh, wow, look at the gifts are still here for today. They never ended. Uh-huh. And it doesn't even make sense because in the end days, God has so much more to give all of us to upgrade and, and make us move in these gifts so that all of us have all the gifts. 
We may specialize in one or two, but we have access everything. Why? Because the devil's throwing everything at us. So we got to be equipped to throw it back at him even twofold more. Mm -hmm. um, so understanding that, it just it makes it, it doesn't make sense to believe in anything other than the fact that we're at the end of the end. Oh, the recent interview that they had in my hometown, they were interviewing um, religious experts, Christian uh, clergy to tell us how does you know what's the significance what is uh what is the virus telling us today spiritually they must have already purposely um filtered out anybody that would say would say something we're in the last days or this is part of bible prophecy not one of those four experts said anything about end times about bible prophecy or anything now when this all first happened everybody even the the press was saying oh apocalypse oh my gosh it's the end you know the world it's it's what's happening um yeah actually it is but uh now they're playing it down now they don't want you to know that now they're trying to say hey it's it's okay we got over this one now it's the same as it ever was so you're going to see more and more of a denial that this has anything to do with any kind of apocalyptic end time event. Uh, and they're going to, they're going to try to erase that through fake news and make it like, Oh no, that's not, that's not what's going on. This is, it's just radical, you know, crazies that think that no, it, you better understand what the Bible has to say about all of this because we are in the last, last days. This is it. You know, don't, don't be talking to me about 30 years from now. Um, we are going to enter into the tribulation. Um, I'm not going to say when, necessarily when. I know personally the Lord told me that everything I'd been waiting for for 24 years is going to be triggered off this year. Triggered off. Okay, that's exactly the words he told me. I'm not going to guess on anything else. Right. Because, you know, I, you know, you could, as soon as I did, everybody's going to say, oh, you know what? Well, I'm saying all the, the, the rapture and the tribulation is going to happen uh, in September. No, I didn't say that. And I'm not going to say that. So don't put those words in my mouth. I'm just saying something's going to trigger it off. What it is, let's, you know what, let's wait and find out. Hey, we only got six months. I've been waiting 24 years. Mm -hmm. I can wait another six months. That's, hey, ain't nothing. Right. You know, some of the radio shows I did, the one was the one, some of the ones that we did, and we're talking about, well, you know, I just, and throw it out without getting involved in it. Hey, look up Don, uh, John Trump. Just look up John Trump and some of the history that he has and what happened. It's out there on the internet. All you got to do is a little bit of research, find out, since, see how that links in with uh donald trump mm -hmm. all i'm going to say about it you do their own research you come to your own conclusions right and right. and anymore with this fast changing everything i mean there were some things that i didn't see or anticipate my god i thought the dollar was going to collapse this is i mean uh, the lord gave me a couple of snapshot things and it is eventually but you know what not this time <laughs> trump right. matter of fact we're going to have hyperinflation the dollar ain't collapsing. It's not going anywhere. But, you know, it makes it easier when you are now the official authority over the um, um, reserve. Federal Reserve. Mm -hmm. You can make it die whenever you want to. So you'll just wait until the right time and kill it because yeah, you got the power you, to do and it. And you can wipe out the debt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you owe and, yourself. <laughs> that's exactly and what's going to happen. Exactly, yeah. Eric. Exactly. And, Eric, how come you know that? Tell, tell the audience. How come you know that you can say something absolute like that? How do you know that? Um, Listen, I wasn't putting that. Uh, I wasn't trying to put you on the spot, bro. I mean, you're pretty well informed in this area. No, no, no. I, I just remember if it was Mark Taylor or Kim Clement that prophetically stated that. Uh, no, actually, it was Kim Clement um, prophetically stated that that uh, <laughs> that the Federal Reserve would be dealt with. And uh, I heard something to the effect that he, that it was Trump or someone else will pick up a stone, and everybody will laugh at him. 
Yeah. And yeah. but it'll be so ingenious how he takes down the 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 giant of debt in the Federal Reserve that mm-hmm. the, the world will stand in awe of it. So mm-hmm. and it could only be uh, a plan like that could only Come have been God. hatched by by God Himself to make exactly. it to happen. So and backed up you know, by Him. It, it will happen. Between yep. between yep. So, David between David Wilkerson, Kim Clement, and Mark Taylor, they each have transparencies. They each have a certain element or aspect of the same event. So when you put them all together, you get the total picture. So you can't just have one. You got to actually study the details of each prophet and what they have spoken. And when you do, it all interties. Now, Mark Taylor, he said that there would be a reset. And during this reset, uh, just prior to the reset, there would be like a, a total separation of the wheat and the tares. They would start manifesting themselves for who they really are. So. Mm-hmm. That means on both sides of the fence, guys, we're sitting there. I mean, my gosh, in Detroit, I couldn't believe it. There is a um, a group, what they're called, the uh, Conservative Coalition. And they're conservatives. Uh, some of them understand, and they have a, a certain Christian understanding of what they're doing and why they're doing it. But they are going to go out tomorrow uh, morning, and I think most of the day they're going to go up and down uh, Gratiot. And they're going to be in a motorcade. They're going to be protesting our governor for her policies of being locked down. Um, they're against it. You know, it's confining people and we can't be confined. We have the right to, you know, do this. Thing. So they're whining on their little rights. Now, I got to I got to ask you, if our governor was not a Democrat, do you think they'd be out there uh, protesting as a Republican? Probably not. Of course not. Because no, if they, they were, they'd be they in wouldn't. Washington doing the same thing because Trump's yeah. asking the same thing. Exactly. So the whole thing, here these people are whining and complaining about their de- rights being denied only because they have a Democrat governor. Right. And I'm, I'll am i tell you what, I'm going to stand by that woman and I'm taking heat already for it. That woman has shown true character. She has, I mean, you want to get jump on somebody, jump on Chris Wallace. Chris right. Wallace, the poster child for the Fox 2 News. If you're listening, Chris, I've never done this. I've never called anybody a personal name. Here's the first time, guys, you can hear it yourself. You tear goat snake from hell. You have certainly shown you who you really are. And I'm calling yeah. you out right now. In the name of Jesus, I command your foul-mouthed, demonic-inspired spirit I don't even know if you're fully human. Maybe you're a hybrid. Maybe you're a darn fallen angel. It has permeated our uh, whole governmental system. But whatever you are, you are not anyone that has any respect for President Trump. You sit there and you try to look. Every opportunity, I can't even stomach watching you on the news anymore. You are a spawn from hell. And that's exactly where you're going to end up because you're manifesting for what you really are. You're probably not even a human being. But you certainly hate Trump. You hate God. You hate everything that represents good and and rightness. She, he was trying. He thought for sure he had a shoe. And here's a Democratic uh, governor, and so he he pounced on it because he had just talked to the uh, Secretary General, and he shot him right down, right back. Said, "Look, this is not a time for you know. I'm in charge of of health and welfare, and we got to get through this. We can't play party politics right now." So he wasn't buying it from him. Then the Democrat comes on, and he. He, I could just see it in his eyes and everything. He was just gloating, oh, boy, she's going to pout. And he, she got nasty with him because he was getting nasty. He says, look, it is important for me to maintain a dialogue between White House because I need their help. 
We right. need their help. Michigan needs exactly. their help. This is, not, this is not a time for politics. Politics has to be out of this. We have to keep an open door for everybody to work together so that we can get through this. And she says, and I am not accepting that. I'm not going to be brought into politics. It has nothing to do with this. I'm saying, good for you, girl. Um, she has time and time again shown character. Uh, even even Trump himself, you know, made a mocking uh, thing at her and called her um, that governor, you know, uh, wit, that half wit more. Yeah. And she was gracious about it. Didn't take any public public offense or anything. And then she even kidded back and she says, you know, I'm that one, that half wit one that you were um, talking about. And his response from that. The next day, he put Michigan on the national. We were the first ones to become under the pandemic uh, thing, and and uh, we got an open door to federal uh, access to more federal stuff than anyone else did. We were the first ones, so that was his way of saying, "Oops, my bad." Here, go ahead, yeah. you, you guys. I never hurt anybody. Yep. yep. I got a question for you guys. What? I've been noticing a kind of a consistent pattern of pastors that are were downplaying this virus. So or saying uh, that they were going to still assemble in churches with everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm noticing these pastors are dying. Yep. Yeah. So just kind of want to know your guys' thought on that. Uh, it just seems like there's some defiant uh, pastors that are not necessarily taking well, this as serious. You know, the, the Lord gave us, <clears throat> yes, he gives us grace and he gives us, but he also gave us a brain, you know, and, and with that brain, we're supposed to make logical deductions, you know, that, that line up with scripture. Okay. So if there's a, a pandemic that's raging, you know, and you, and you're tending your flock and you're supposed to be taking care of your flock and you know that there's a chance that your flock can come down with this. Cause I hear it too, Eric, I hear, oh, well, you know, the Lord it's, will take care happening. of us. The it's Lord a happening will... over and over again. Yeah. The Lord will take care of us. He'll. You know, we're, we're God's people. He's not going to let this happen to us. Well, you know, you, can, you a cigarette smoker could say the same thing. You know, well, you know, Lord's taking care of me. I'm not going to get lung cancer or an al let's see, a, a Christian that likes to have a martini every night when he comes home, although I've never met one of those. Um, you know, well, the Lord's going to take care of me. I'm not going to get cirrhosis of the liver. No, there are consequences to all your actions in this world. Sorry, folks, if you didn't know that, that's the truth. But so. To know that there's a raging pandemic going on out there, and it's real, and to say, oh, we're going to meet anyway, all you need is to have one person come in that doesn't even know that they have it. You know, they're, they're, they're asymptomatic, they're a carrier, and not a, you know, not chronically ill. To, to come in, uh, it happened up in Washington State, a group of um, people were getting together for choir practice. Now, if you're going to have, not going to have church, why are you having choir practice to begin with, right? Um, uh, so, you know, they, uh, we're, we're just going to defy it. We're just going to all get together. You know, they all got together and I think about three quarters of them came down with the COVID-19, you know, yep. now what kind of, what kind of past, what kind of shepherd is going to let his, his, um, sheep go and eat out of a field that's got poison ivy or poison oak or whatever's, uh, whatever's, um, toxic to sheep. You know, what kind of pastor is going to do that? I'm, I'm telling you right now, it's a pastor that doesn't really care about his people, but only cares about himself. Um, you know, our pastor, I, man, I got to give the guy credit. I love the guy. You know, <clears throat> he's he every Sunday at 10 o'clock, he's on the he, well, he's on um, he gets on. He's got a YouTube thing and he's got a thing on Facebook and we have church on television. 
you know, we, he's got all the words for us to sing. We worship at home with, with everybody else, you know, and he delivers a good message. This last Sunday, he had to drive up church. He, he had a radio station, uh, a local one. You know, you can do that. And uh, it's a little FM station you can set up on your own. Uh, it only goes out, you know, maybe a half mile at the most. Um, and so people could sit in their cars, uh, either that or roll down their windows if, it, you know, the weather was nice. And I think it was on Sunday. Um, to listen to the worship music and to participate. You're in your own car, so you're not going to get more than 10 people in your car, right? So you're not violating any rules there. <clears throat> you're maintaining social distancing from other groups of people. So it was perfectly okay. So, you know, there there are situations, or what I should say, solutions. There are solutions to, to the problem. You know, but to say, you know, I don't believe this is real, or to say, you know, we're going to do it anyway. The Lord is going to protect us. I'm sorry. But, you know, like I said, he gave us a brain to, to enable us to use logical deduction. And if you're a pastor and you've been through cemetery, a seminary, excuse me, and you, and you are able to, obviously, if you took classes, you have the ability to, uh, college classes, you have the ability to, to, um, to use uh, cognitive thinking when, you, when you're trying to solve problems and stuff. So um, if, if you've got the brain to be able to use cognitive thinking, um, but you still defy what's logical, then that's your fault. And I, I got a feeling that a lot of people are, who die out of this, when, when we all get to heaven, you know, of course the pastor is going to be saved, hopefully, anyway. I think there's some out there that aren't. But, you know, the, well, the, like- the Lord's going to say, you know, you, you were a good pastor, but you really shouldn't have done that, you know. <laughs> you weren't watching out for your sheep. And uh, you, you led them to a pasture that had, had poisonous plants in it, and a lot of them died from it. And, um, well, it's like being destroyed by it for a lack of knowledge to, to some exactly, degree. You know? Exactly. Well, you know, and the one thing the Lord has taught us, if nothing else, through all of it, I mean, he had to constantly remind that Pharisees of this problem. It's intent of heart. Mm-hmm. God looks at the heart. There are some that are truly um, responding by faith, believing in faith that they're doing the right thing even though it could be blind, dead, stupid, ignorant. Right. Um, a good example would be uh, from the Azusa Street revivals, which were actually pretty awesome. They were It was a good thing. Right. But for some reason incorporated in that was some American vain beliefs that kind of crept in. One of them was the Tim LaHaye, um, uh, uh, we're Americans, we're not going to have to go through anything bad, we're going to be pooped away, you know, pre-trip right. rapture uh, concept. So some of that has, has kind of crept in, but... But the idea that the Lord kept reminding the Pharisees was the intent of heart. God knows some of these people actually don't know any better, think they're doing the right thing, because their um, faith is actually purely anchored in faith in the Lord. God has grace and mercy over them. So that, um, an example, there's a, going back to the Azusa Street, there was a group of people from that time, now we're talking over 100 years ago, that believed they misunderstood and it starts back at the Azusa Street. They misunderstood where it says that these are the signs of them that believe. They will lay hands on the sick. They will be healed. They will um, speak with new tongues. They will cast out demons. And if uh, uh, they take anything poison, it won't kill them. And they will pick up serpents. Now, when it says pick up serpents, they literally thought they meant picking up Texas sign winders and copperheads and everything. And, and by faith, believing in God. Now, in a 100 years they practice this right up until today. They're still picking up snakes. 
Now, in that 100 years, about 100 people have died. That's about one person a year. What happened to most of them was that they got bit so much that they had built up an antibody, and now they're impervious to it. You know, they can pick them up and bite them all day, and they're not hurt. Right. That's God's way of protecting the ignorant. And I don't mean necessarily even the willful ignorant, but just the ignorant. But they're because he's looking at their heart. Their faith is pure. They actually think they're honoring God, even though they're, they're practicing a 100-year-old stupid doctrine that is just it's stupid it has no logic to it whatsoever so the same thing with some of the churches the, the pastors think they're honoring god and they mean they they have a pure faith in their heart but they're just not getting it if you ask any of them and this is rather interesting the, the deal in washington you know how that i mean i i know what the pastor thinks you know why because my friend that lives in washington that was her church That's she didn't go that my wife she didn't go that day. Yeah. Well, she didn't go that day because her and her husband, I was talking to them for about three hours on the phone. Mm -hmm. And she was supposed to have this meeting and she didn't go because she was talking to me. Thank uh -huh. you, Jesus. Divine yeah. appointment. And they have the same attitudes that we have here. Uh, they said, Jim, the only reason that it looks so bad here as our statistics is because there was a, a senior man from Wuhan, China, he had a, a relative that was in this nursing home in our hometown in Seattle. Right. So he flew directly from China before any of this really broke out. He drove direct or flew in an overseas flight nonstop right into Seattle, got off the plane, went right to the um, senior citizen's home and just his very existence walking in there, half the place dies of uh, the virus right. a month a month later. That's why the stats are so concentrated there. That's why it looks so horrible because that's what happened. Um, very unique and different from all the rest of the country. The logistics and everything are totally different if you look at it from that perspective. It explains everything. So otherwise, it's actually a very minute, small amount from anywhere else. But it just it spread like wildfire from there. Whatever people had contact from the outside, which fortunately wasn't much because they were in a senior citizen's home, so most of it stayed confined within there. But it wiped almost every everybody out in the residency there. Mm -hmm. um, so everything has a unique story. If we bound to be thorough to, to find out about it, like the situation with you, um, Eric, in your hometown, something that's like out in a range where you wouldn't think anything would ever you know pop up like that, but it did. But there was a reason why. Of all things, a, a, a one factory pack. Now, you also said, Eric, that um, that your wife had an in-home um, uh, babysitting thing that actually became essential because most of the people you were babys babysitting were the doctors that worked in the ER that are now performing the uh, the virus uh, things. So. Mm -hmm. It potentially crept into his own house, but I think for the power and prayer and everything, I mean, as soon as I found it, I posted it on our prayer list and kept everybody was keeping Eric in prayer that Lord let it not be, you know, uh, the uh, the virus, but let it be just uh, pneumonia, and it was ended up being pneumonia. Now, if I had never uh, posted that for prayer, I could have been a total different outcome. Yeah. Maybe so. I don't know. Uh, you know. Yeah, it could have been. You you just don't know. Yeah. I was feeling That's, pretty, pretty, pretty crappy for a couple of days. Oh but, God, you um, were scaring me, dude. When I was listening yeah, to you on the too. phone, I was like, "Man, this yeah. guy's like, you know." But I mean, I still see, have a little bit of a little bit of a cough, but um, you know, I'm definitely on the men's. But good. 
Well, even even with me, I, I knew, I mean, as soon as I get busted out of here, I'm going to go to some of my doctor friends because I know if you get a, one of those tests from the World Health Organization, I'll tell you what, I can be more accurate by spinning a pencil and say, okay, if it goes to the left, it's one way. If it goes to the right, it's another way. That's just as accurate as the World Health Organization's tests. They don't mean squat. And that's unfortunately where the majority of them are coming and anything from the United Nations is coming from them. So it's totally inaccurate. It's It's worthless. We found out the CDC is worthless. Don't trust anything they say. Don't trust anything that they have on the map. Remember two weeks ago what happened? When yeah, we, it's, you know, it still hasn't changed either. <laughs> I know it hasn't. You can't get any. You can't get any information. If you go by their stats, nobody's overcome this thing in the United States. However, there are websites that have shown that you know tens of thousands of people have gotten it and gotten over it. So, well, I had a I had a friend, an ex Kings kid. He just passed away yesterday uh, in Louisiana. Louisiana is a hard hit place. There's man, they're going through, they're going through it like uh, Detroit is. And, and again, if you check, it's all in the social environment. Now they're trying to make this thing look out like it's uh, um, targeted on um, non-whites. Yeah, yeah. I, and, I've, and I've, is, I've noticed that, Jim. Well, here's uh, the thing: if they're going to be thorough about their investigation, they better start checking the whites that live in the same neighborhood, the same place, because they're going to yeah. find out that there's a huge displacement amongst whites who are dying. They're dying in the inner cities, in the hood. Yeah, it's it's more of a a nutrition and poverty thing. It's a social thing. It's an environmental thing. The environment. I mean, the whites are dying in proportion. You're going to find out they're dying in the hood, man. And it takes somebody from being in the hood. The problem is that black or white, when they're interviewing all these people and they're speculating, well, it's this, it's that. It's like, uh, dude, okay, look, you, you've got this double master's degree, and and I'm pretty certain that you probably never really lived in the hood, did you? Of course not. Well, of course, it's, it's I like can tell by the way he's talking, he never lived in it's the It's like hood. they're implying, the, implying that the virus is racist. Well, and, and it's, it's I, just hate to, I hate it's to insane. say it, it is targeted, but it's not targeted on race. It's targeted on age. Well, it's, it's I mean, they got, a nickname, they got a nickname for it. I mean, the millennials already got a nickname for it. It's called the Boomer Doomer. Yeah, yeah. if you wanted – well, the thing is, is I, I slightly I, – I do agree with that, but from what I – been finding out is that you know 50 percent of the people that end up in icu um obviously are the older people but the rest are the the younger people and what it is is it it seems to be targeted to anybody that if you were going to implement socialized medicine but you wanted to get rid of all the unhealthy people Mm -hmm. this is what you would do you take out the old people you take out the people with diabetes and heart issues. You take out the people with cancer. You you take out anybody with underlying health issues um, that are a strain on the the cost of of medicine. Hey, I know another guy that That's did that one time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. Oh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. This seems to be like a. This seems to be like a. I don't know if this is the trial run or the, you know, their their attempt to. Uh, to achieve this. And I honestly, it'll be very interesting to watch what happens to Bill Gates. Um, (laughs) It's beginning, Uh, it's beginning to get the indication here that um, there's a lot of people involved with, you know, how this virus got released. Yeah. Um, And um, and vaccinations. Go on YouTube and see the interviews with uh, Chris. Well, um, um wallace, wallace yeah no not mike wallace is dead chris wallace um chris wallace now is the official poster child for the fox news he interviewed um 
Bill Gates. He made Bill Gates look like he was a hero. Mm-hmm. That's what he was doing. He was he was up. Well, you know, Mr. Gates, we realize that you've warned for such a long time now over 20 years. You've warned about this coming pandemic and, and uh, you've been the voice of reason trying to explain everything. That, and what we really need is this vaccination. And and uh, they're just not uh, they're just not listening to you. Um, yeah. You know, uh expert investigator that's uprooted a lot of different things in the past and now all of a sudden you're blind dead stupid on this very obvious it's really real easy to warn everybody when you own the patent on the doggone thing and own the whole darn thing lock stock and barrel duh yeah you know come on well the reason why he's warned warning us or warned about it is because it was already planned Yes, yeah. the whole idea, the whole They're idea was to vaccinate everybody with this nanobot technology monster thing that was going to just, you know, if if nothing else, at best, they could locate you at any time, just like your washing machine or your microwave can now. I mean, everything's loaded with a GPS location thing on it, but so much more. This stuff had nanobot technology. Good God, it started rearranging your whole DNA and every, all kinds of other crazy oh. stuff. That's what they were pushing for. That's what they were hoping for. And that's what Trump knew, and that's why he was making sure that he delayed all of this stuff until enough people had recovered so that their blood now has an antibody. And that blood, one transfusion can save 40 people. 40 people can save 40,000 people. He knew that this was a way to take care of the swamp, take care of the ugly situation, but he's going to have to just sit and wait it out until now it becomes common knowledge that simple things like vitamin C, simple things like, my gosh, the thing that I take to clean out my arteries is it's a it's a cocktail of everything that fights the coronavirus. No wonder I'm feeling so good now. The last time I got it, I think I had it if I got it at all, because I don't even know for sure what I had. It it I put myself in a very vulnerable state. It was my own choosing. I was taking care of life versus death at the day for the day. I wasn't going to worry about the day later. For three days, I felt sick, and the symptoms were only three days. Three days, and I'm done. But, you know, I was worried. I, if you've been sick with this stuff, when it first came over, whatever came over back last Thanksgiving, and a lot of people have gotten it. I mean, it makes you so sick. You're, everything's coming out of every orifice out of your body, and you're just, you know, shaking and just all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to go through that again. I know I got a seal and a mark in my forehead. I got nothing to worry about. If at worst, it's going to make me sick. But I just didn't want to be sick again. So I just avoided. I went through the whole cleansing rituals and everything. Why? Because that's what my president told me to do. And I'm going to take the word that he's provided. I'm going to follow it to a T. Now, I know there's sometimes when he'll say, well, you don't have to wear a mask if you don't. You know, it's your choice. He's trying to tell you that's not the issue. There's something bigger, right? But he'll go along with it. He has to because he has to play out until everything is done. Now it's thwarted. Bill Gates lost. He has lost the program. There's no way anybody's going to get a vaccine. There's no way it's going to be initiated. Nobody wants it. The majority of people got their eyes open. Between that and, and understanding Q and what that's all about, I mean, people wouldn't touch it with a ten foot pole. The majority of people wouldn't anyway. Now fake news is trying to say that that. Uh, uh, the president's lost a lot of credibility. He doesn't do it. And uh, oh, Biden steps in the commercials. Oh, I see of him. Yeah. It is so laughable. Oh my God! It's like, dude. Well, you know, my 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 my, my wife, my wife said to me, "What is what is wrong with Joe Biden? There's something wrong with him." <laughs> he's and, I, and I said, "Well, he's 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 already suffering from you know." The effects of cannibalism, either Alzheimer's or or the onsites of dementia, you know, and they're trying to protect him and prop him up. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, I, I just don't. Yeah, I guess Spence I mean, Uncle Bernie, well, Bernie threw in the towel. Well, I don't know. There's, I mean, I hate to say it, Gretchen uh, has her eyes on the idea of a uh, president. And, you know, I, I believe the Lord told me she's getting saved. Uh, I even saw in a, in a dream that I was praying with her. Now, whether I physically literally am or just by the fact that, that I'm, I'm her best ally right now because I see true character in that woman. Uh, but, dear, I'm telling you one thing. You're not going to run against President uh, Trump. And if you do, I'm not going to vote for you. But as long as you're attached to infant genocide, I'd never vote for you anyway. You know, but I like you. I think you're, you're a good gal, but, but not that good. You guys, <laughs> you guys talked that. about it being planned. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if you saw this. I sent it to you. Um, and uh, Fauci said on uh, January 11, 2017, uh, he was quoted is quoted as saying, no doubt Donald J. Trump will be confronted with a surprise infectious disease outbreak during his presidency. Yeah, there's a voice so. of profit. Huh? He already knew. Yeah, because <laughs> he, he all, had a plan. Yeah. It's a yep, self-fulfilled it was prophecy. All part of, yep, yeah. exactly. Exactly. So. Well, and even he slipped up one time when he was being interviewed and said something about and that would be effective for uh eliminating population to a, a manageable size or something like that. He, he slipped in and said something that tipped off that that's exactly what he's talking about. And that's it's like what Gates has been saying too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, um, Jim, you and I were talking and I, I want to sneak this in because we still have to get, uh, go deeper into the, um, Amos thing. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, <clears throat> I said both of you guys something and, uh, you know, and, uh, every once in a while I, um, uh, I just get this urge to, uh, and, and I want to explain some. Let me put a disclaimer out there right away. I'm not a numerologist, okay? I'm not somebody that looks at judges people by how their name is spelled. Um, I always thought that thinking that uh, looking at the letters, uh, how they came out numerology-wise, uh, you could tell who the Antichrist was because if that was true, there's a computer that's an Antichrist. There's uh, Henry Kissinger was, and he's almost dead. Anyway, um, so I got this weird man it was it was what was it last night i think it was after work i i i normally would have went right to bed but i stayed up late i felt this urge to to get on there and it, there's something called gematria and, and no i'm not into the kabbalah either um but uh there there is a names mean something okay and i i'm one of those people that believes that if you're named a certain name that there's a character that goes along with that name and you might just follow that not a hundred percent you know um so anyway, uh, for, for instance, I know that both of you agree with me that, and I won't say any names, but there are there are certain names of people that, you know, if you, if you are told that somebody by that name is coming over, you kind of cringe because you don't get along with people by that name. Um, at least that happens to me. <laughs> but um, anyway, uh, I, I decided to take the Gamatria calculator, in, and only in Hebrew because you can do it in three different ways, and uh, just type in COVID-19, not in Hebrew but in English, but it – what it does is it takes the, the Hebrew letter that uh, that you would use to, to say that word um, or to say that certain letter in English, and it uh, and it calculates out to a numerical value. And, I you know, trust me, I've done this before, and it, there's times when it's, it's totally funky and it doesn't, you know, nothing makes sense, okay? But I typed in COVID-19, and I'm going to read to you a list of things that came up. And I, like I told Jim earlier, I usually I usually go with the first 10 or 15 because they're probably the most relevant, and especially if the Lord's trying to tell me something. I don't know. Uh, Is it just the first name or the first name and the, and the last name combination? I just put COVID-19. Okay. Um, you okay. Could, you could use first, last. I um, Like when I did my own name, I did 
I did David Jacob instead of James because Jacob is, you know, the, the uh, Jewish version. And, and I've even done Yaakov, which is really Hebrew. But um, so I've done a lot of and a lot of times they come up the same, which is really weird. But anyway, so I put in COVID-19 and the first thing that came up was read the transcript. And then right away I thought about Q, you know, and um, and all the things he's been posting about it. Um, we should have, you know, we could, we could have a whole show talking about that. And then another thing came up and that kind of threw a wrench in the works, I thought, because uh, the next thing came up was it's Zodiac. And coming from California, I thought about the Zodiac killer. But anyway, um, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm like, OK, here we go. Now, now it's going to get bizarre. It's getting into new age stuff. Um, but, you know, and, and we could do the Zodiac show, too. That would be another thing. But um, now. As far as I could tell, that it became popular, COVID-19 did in China around November of last year. That's when people really started coming down with it, although we didn't hear about it. And I, I think, okay, well, Zodiac, well, what are the two Zodiac signs currently, you know, uh, for this month, November? It's Scorpio, which is the scorpion, and it's Sagittarius, which is the hunter. So my question is, is COVID-19 a poison, like, like you would get from a scorpion? Uh, that's sent out to hunt specific populations or peoples. That's interesting. We just talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, another one, and I've never heard this word, Eric. Maybe you have uh, the word V-chain. Um, Sorry, say that again? V-chain, V-E-C-H-A-I-N. Um, okay. So, supposedly, it's a, a cryptic currency that's not very well known, but the elites like to use it. And uh, now we're finding out that Obama actually funded a lot of those uh, Chinese labs over there. Um, so maybe there's a just and this is all a maybe and a what if okay, but maybe well, I heard a, there's an actual Harvard professor that was involved in designing right. the virus and giving it to China. He, he's, he's been, been rounded. He's already rounded yeah. up and arrested. So was the uh, the woman from China who was his aide. Uh-huh. Uh She forgot one detail in her resume: the fact yeah, that she was she a for the uh, Chinese army. She was a she was a major in the Chinese army. Yeah. Yeah. Duh. Cool. Well, there seems okay. to be a conflict of interest there, well, <laughs> or the, just a coincidence. The next, the next <laughs> things that comes up and and, and again points to Q is it, the words "figure it out." Um, and I just said, you know, seemingly a command to search for the truth. Again, is this a suggestion to refer back to QAnon? And and not just that, but also uh, Mark Taylor and and all the other prophets that have talked about this. Yep. Now, the next word that came up, or a series of words, is the manifestation of Babylon. Babylon spelled B-A-B-A-L-O-N, okay, and some, some places spell it that way. Uh, the next one is um, Prince Harry, and he's been in the news a lot lately, and it's kind of weird that he left the royal court. Well, the speculation is that he's not really the son of Charles, but of one of Charles's friends, and, and anyway, that's no big deal, but maybe he knows something that we don't know um, about covid Maybe that's why he left uh, England at the time that he did and went to Canada. The cases haven't been that bad in Canada as they've been here in England or anywhere else. The next one was really puzzling, Da Vinci. And right away I felt led to go to uh, different uh, Leonardo Da Vinci quotes. And a lot of them apply. One of them was really weird, and I want to run this by you guys. It says, uh, and it, it has to do with time. Um, it says in rivers, <laughs> it says in rivers, the water that you touch is the last of what has passed and the first of which is to come. So with present time. So what a what an interesting thing, you know, it's so, almost like saying that the when the when the future becomes the past, 
the present is revealed. Right. That's almost like him saying the same thing. That was the last comment to the last series of Star, Star Trek, the last word that I ever said. When they had breached the space-time continuum, existed outside of time, and then was maintaining time from that position. Uh -huh. so, that, the, so that knowing that explains now why the, the present has to be revealed, because now we know that this paradox was created. So now we have to know how the te what the technology, who did it, why did it, and the fact that they're not in Groundhog Day, where they're going to keep going back over and over and over again until they get it right. Or that other one with um, um, Tom Cruise in it, where he was in a, uh, that army fighting a, an alien entity or an invasion, yeah. and they kept reliving and taking notes, getting better and better every time oh, they went. Oh, yeah, that was a good movie. All yeah. figured out. I don't well, like this is what Satan, yeah, me neither. Well, Satan and his minions think that this is what they're in now. Because uh -huh. they have created a paradox. So that the idea, which is hard as heck for even me to wrap my mind around, so I'm sure it is for a lot of others, is that that um, when we see that there was a war in heaven, we've always been taught and told that that was some ancient times past. Mm -hmm. No, in our linear existence, it hasn't happened yet. That is what CERN is going to do in right. its final attempt to break the electromagnetic grid that surrounds the Earth that once protected the Earth, now holds the Earth in a linear time existence. But that's ready to be popped because the Great Tribulation is when we are thrown outside of a linear timed existence. Right, right. What? We may not even know that it happens. I mean, it'll be like a slow transition, like the 2012, you know, oh my gosh, everybody's counting to see when the switch is going to go off in the world ends, and it didn't happen. I said, or the, or the frog in the water thing. Yeah. Exactly, mm -hmm. where it slowly acclimates. But, right. um, I got to believe that this year the agitation somehow starts to take place. So, well, again, uh, you know, I'm not I'm not saying that that is specifically is what's going to happen, but it sure kind of looks like everything I've been waiting for for 24 years is going to happen well, this year somehow. Check this out. Check this out. The next word that came up, the next three are three words, Trump, blood, moon. <laughs> that and is so, just, now. now that's so not anyway, coincidental, Dave. That's well, not coincidental. God is showing you something. Yeah. So anyway, see, did, right, you, did you know that he was born June 14, 1946, and that, on that day there was a blood moon? A blood moon. Yeah, you told me. It was, it was 700 days before Israel became a nation. Not 699, not 701, but no, 700 seven. days. There's, yeah, that, there's that seven again. And just, yep. and just so uh, happens to be the uh, very, um, let's see. And he uh, just so happened to be the very president to declare that Jerusalem was the capital of Israel on the 70th year anniversary of Israel as a nation. So, so you know, now I got to warn you, Dave. There's there's people in our audience right now. They they got a, a stone picked up and they're, it's aimed at you. You know because you know you're you're babbling all this new age crap, and so you must oh, be the wow. enemy. And well, here's the thing: there is a legitimate a legitimacy to gematra. It well, is part of the Hebrew process of how they wrote how they learn how they i mean right. when you have a message encrypted that is sad that's part of partis every right. rabbinical student knows this as a fact that the bible was written in a jewish mind on a level of four like four onion layers right and everything just like in the in the west we're taught uh hermeneutics which means that it, something is either figurative or literal and Whatever's figurative has to complement what is already literal. So in Partis, you have the uh, passant, which is the literal. And so the other three levels have to be in, in contrast, enhance that original 
literal thought. If it goes against it, then you've got your theology wrong. You got your words wrong, the structure wrong. But when it is in total harmony, that's how it comes. So many people get so much out of one scripture because some scriptures have all four levels existing simultaneously. Sod is a message within a message. So when you take names and see what their names really mean, Mm-hmm. That is yep. perfectly acceptable in the Jewish way of how to interpret the Bible, because that's how it was written. So when you got your stones uh, getting ready to hit him, I got to warn you, he's also got a seal and a mark in his forehead, and it ain't going to happen. But he's rubber and, and you're glue. It's going to bounce off of him, and he's going to knock you out instead. Yeah, so I throw back, too. So <laughs> uh, Anyway, uh, the next one is uh, three words, Satan, Moloch, and Thamil. Now, we know who Satan is, right? We know who Moloch yeah. was. He was the god that they used to sacrifice babies to. Thamil. That sounds like uh, fentanyl. Thumil. Uh, Thaumil. Oh, Thumil. Oh, okay. It's, it's spelled oh, T-H-A-U-M-E-M-I-E-L. And because it has an E-L on it, it has something to do with uh, a, a god or a, a um, you know Elohim, I guess you would say. Um, so I looked it up because you know, I'm, I'm, I'm inquisitive and I like to... <laughs> I like to be able to back up things when I say them. And I'm going to try to read to this quick as I can. It's three paragraphs, okay, four maybe. Um, Thamil, uh, the twins of God, is the name of one of the uh, Kolof um, in, the, in the Kabbalah. And I'm just reading this because this is with the definition I found in the only one. The shadow side of the Kabbalistic tree of life. It is the shadow of the Sephira Keter, or the crown. That's what that means. Um, while Keter is... Um, uh, concerned with the unity of God, Thamuel represents the dual contending forces struggling, and it is uh, represented by two giant heads with a bat with bat wings. <laughs> that's that's <bizarre. laughs> it makes it made me think of um, that creature uh, uh, in West Virginia back in the seventies. Um, oh yeah, the moth, moth moth man. man yeah, well, I think uh, a two-headed creature with bat wings. Uh, that hmm. Yeah. Oh, it also reminded me of Hillary Clinton, but that's another story. Um, the Quillif are not uh, the opposite of the Seraphot, but the uh, shadow. Anyway, I think, uh, let's see, the ruler of Thumel is Satan. Satan in legend was the chief of the angels, holding a position similar to that of the Kether. Uh, according to Islamic legend, after God created man, Satan and his angels refused to bow down before Adam. Uh, Ralph Austin, uh, disambiguous. Okay, anyway, um, describes that the uh, thought of the uh, of, of the Islamic mystic uh, Ibn Arabi uh, describes that it thought. Uh, let's see, I've got it. The diabolic principle is that which resists, uh, in quotes, which resists the self-realization, realizing um, urge to create the other other objects. This, this is kind of complicated. I don't want to go too deep into it. Um, so anyway, it's uh, this is uh, uh, basically a, like a sub-god under Satan. So um, I thought that was kind of interesting. The next thing that came up, uh, the words DNA instruction. Um, hmm. And I thought that maybe that might refer to the COVID virus having specific DNA instructions, like targeting yeah. certain populations, blood types, and such. Next one was District of Columbia. Um it's coming out that the Obama administration funded the research to these Chinese labs, including biology labs. The next one was kind of interesting. Um, the letter S and then Deshaun set reset. Um, uh, Deshaun, it was a, uh, actually is a town in northern Israel, and it has been for, for millennia. 
but um, was a descendant of Esau. His name means buffalo. His firstborn was named Uz, which could mean replacement. Um, Uz was a province where uh, Job supposedly lived. Uh, his life was uh, was a big reset. <laughs> Interesting, too, that the letter S is the 19th letter of the English alphabet. COVID-19 could also be called COVID-S, and I didn't even go down that rabbit trail. Um, <laughs> but um, uh, the reset, I thought that was interesting, a repla- and a replacement. So what are they, what are they trying to replace, you know, uh, with this virus? Um, spiritual prince, and I automatically um, equated that with Satan, the prince of the power of the air. Uh, it's interesting that they are saying the COVID-19 virus is spread through the aerosol, excuse me, through aerosolizing in the air, and afterwards it falls to the surfaces. So you know you can't touch anything where it's been, or you'll catch it too. And the last one right. for those who are going, yay! Uh, actually, there's another one after it. <clears throat> uh, the DVOC, which is a way to spell COVID backwards, um, and it's interesting because one person on the internet came up with the this idea. Um, has anyone ever thought that there's a hidden message from God about COVID-19 outbreaks? Either or other people that think like us, too. Right. Uh, reverse COVID-19, it become, becomes 91 DVOC. And then he equates that with uh, the 91st Psalm. Um, and if you if you spell out or use it as an acronym, D for destroy, I for influenza, V for virus, O for outbreak, C for C completely, or destroy influenza virus outbreak completely. So the backward spelling of uh, of uh, COVID nineteen is actually to destroy COVID nineteen. Um, so and, it's the same but opposite pattern again. Yeah. Wow. So if you I read Psalm ninety one, it says, "He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty." We used to sing a song like that back in the seventies. Um, I will say to the Lord, He is my refuge, my fortress, my God, in whom I will trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare and from the fowler and from the noisome pestilence get it Mm -hmm. Um, he shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shalt thou trust he shall his trust shall be thy shield and buckler thou shalt not be afraid of terror by night nor by the hour that flieth by day nor for the pestilence that that waiteth in the darkness nor the destruction that waited that wasteth at noonday Um, a thousand shall fall by thy side and ten thousand by thy right hand but it shall not come unto thee only with thine enemy shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because, And I'm not saying that people got COVID-19 or wicked, okay? This is just in the psalm. One okay. shall chase a thousand and two shall chase, chase ten thousand. Wow. Power yeah. of prayer. Yeah. Uh, because that I was made the Lord, which is thy refuge, and even uh, the most high, thy habitation. Uh, there shall no evil before thee befall thee, neither shall any plague come high thy, near thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee and keep thee in the, in all thy ways, and thus shall bear and he shall and excuse me they shall bear thee up in their hands lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. That Satan used that with Jesus, remember. Um, thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder and the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under thy feet, because he hath set his love upon thee upon me. Therefore I will deliver him and I will set him on high because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him, and I will be with him in trouble, and will deliver him and honor him. That's pretty neat when the Lord says he's going to honor somebody. He'll honor him with a long life, and I will satisfy him and shew him uh, my salvation. And the last word was vape, V-A-P-E, you know, like people are doing these days, yeah. dying yeah. in droves. Um, 
It's an active breathing vapor through a heated pipe and smoke machine. The second um, definition, however, is a shortened term for the word vaporizer. Uh, we know that COVID-19 has spread through the vaporization of particles through the, through human exhalation. So there's a lot there, man. I'm telling you. It's just, and when I get excited about stuff like this, I just keep – you can ask my wife. You know, There's times I come to bed 2, 2.30 in the morning because I just can't stop. You know, it's 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 almost a compulsion. Maybe it's hopefully it's a it's a from the Holy Spirit. <laughs> let's um, let's face it, it's a it's a Holy Spirit geek out, geek fest geek yeah, out. Definitely, yeah. definitely. <laughs> so there 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 are a lot of different facets to COVID nineteen. There really are, and I just you know dumb me. I just put together the other day. They call it nineteen because it came out in two thousand and nineteen. I thought maybe it was the nineteenth variety of COVID or some or. Uh, you know, of the coronavirus, but no, it's just because it came out in 2019. So, <laughs> folks, you can laugh at me if you want. It's okay. I, I do dumb things, and I'll be the first to admit it. But um, yeah, well, that's not a dumb thing. That was a Holy Spirit anointed thing. I mean, you you dug up stuff that the more I, you know, there's no such thing as um, coincidence anymore. You uh-huh. pray and you start getting answers like this. You got to you got to pay attention to it. Just like what we're going to have a discussion of probably maybe in October about what happened in my little parking lot in my backyard. Okay. That sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to do it now. We'll do it later. Although, um, you know, I did tell one friend of mine in Australia, he was my official overseas witness. The only guy I've ever shared this with. Um, and you know, it's funny. I, I've shared on a radio program, all the crazy wacky doodle stuff that we've discussed over, you know, our program. Oh yeah, and because and it's neat because you know both you guys you know God's been steering all three of us to understand these same kind of things and it's been pretty awesomely cool. But it is so. I mean, to just speak this out to some people, they're just not they're not ready for it. But yet, on our format here, especially, I you know our job is if we can plant the seed, we just speak it out. We're not asking people to believe it, but if we we speak it out. It's like a bad song stuck in your head, like, you know, um, Baby Shark, do 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 You know, I can't get rid of that sometimes. I'm waking up in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning, I'm you your baby shark. you got grandkids. Yeah, <laughs> better believe I do. And, yeah, what would a 16-year-old know about that? I mean, 68-year-old know about that. Yeah, I got grandkids. Um, and it's accomplished. My word will not go forth void. So if we just plant the seed and stick it out there, it doesn't matter what they think of us at the time. Right. God's going to, you know, if we know that this is clearly what God has shown us, we just speak it out. Mm-hmm. And God's got our back, and He'll, you know, He'll verify it in His time. Yeah. I wish it'd be, you know, like ten years ago, but you know, I can wait another six months. I'm good with that. I've waited twenty four years. I can wait six more months. Well, you know, Maybe. a lot of a lot of times we get things that aren't. You know, we're given things, I should say. I don't, get things sounds like we're psychics, but um, we're given things by the Lord that aren't aren't necessarily supposed to be put out right now. I know that right. uh, I've had two or three people talk about my book. I always wondered why it never sold. You know, and I two or three people have written to me and said it was written before its time. You know, and I'm like, well, that, that's nice. That kind of explains it. Thank you. Um, still doesn't kind of it answers the question for the most part, but you know, you still have a little bit of a bruised ego. I should, I guess. Yeah, I but you say. know what, Dave, you'll, you're, you're you'll be famous still, when you're gone. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. <laughs> your book still is the most definitive book ever written by anyone on this planet uh, to explain fully. Uh, from a biblical perspective, UFO alien abduction. A lot of people have secular stuff mixed in and everything, but you've got chapter, text, and verse, word to back up and support all the things that you're saying. Great testimonies to verify it. 
And it's because you're a doer, not just a hearer. I mean, you know, this is firsthand experience you've had, you know, working with me and, and, and others, we've actually performed uh, counseling that has effectively caused alien abduction to stop. Right. And it's only in the name of Jesus. Well, that makes us rather unique. There's only a few other people that I know that do it. And um, some of the uh, satanic ritual abuse people have. Um, uh, John Darnell is one. My God, whatever happened to John? I don't know what happened to him. I can't find him. There's several that people. That we know. There's several people we know in Australia that we've looked for. Look at. Um, um, oh, come on. What's his name? The Oops Arts guy. Um, why can't I think of his name? He worked with John. Ron Wyatt. Jonathan, Jonathan Gray. Yeah, oh, we yeah. can't able to get hold of him. Can't find him, no. Well, it's like, I don't know. I, I keep sending him emails to be on the show, and I, either he's inundated with emails and just doesn't get to mine or doesn't see them or, or whatever. Um, so no. I just keep sending it, hopefully that uh, this will be the day that he'll see it, you know, because we've got know, a, tons of questions to ask him. Oh, gosh, uh, not only that, I you know, for my future museum, I want some of his plaster casts or something, you know, in the museum of some of his oops art stuff that he has. And I think, um, you know, if nothing else, just like, you know, with our, our friend, uh, our other friend, um, author of, uh, you know, unseen hand. Oh, Ralph Epperson. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Ralph. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I mean with John, he's our friend. He's not just a guy that we had on the show. We developed a friendship over the 10 years of our program. You know, he's always been invited and been on and, and uh, we kick back and talk about stuff afterwards and, and uh, we developed a good friendship. So I think whatever's going on, I'm not imagining anything, but I mean, you know, it just, it could be that he's up there in years. He's over 80 years old now. Mm -hmm. Um, My God, he could have even passed on and we don't even have a clue or know it. Yeah. Uh, that's well, I, I do I do know that um, what he did what and this is public knowledge so I'm not revealing anything that he wouldn't you know it would attest pro protest but um, he did help somebody he helped some woman down in um, Australia to uh, overcome um, some of the stuff that she was going through and I guess that when she turned around her husband didn't like the results. You know, she actually got she actually got healed. Oh, you're talking John Darnell. You're talking about yeah. yeah he yeah. he might have had to disappear for legal matters. Yeah, because he was yeah. sued. Was horribly ugly. John is a guy. I mean, he wouldn't do anything nefarious. He was a guy that just really loved people and would do yeah. whatever he could to help them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's sad. Yeah, yeah that, so. that might be why he doesn't get back with him because he can't. You know, he's kind of been isolated. You know, from everything because yeah. of. So if you're out there and you know John or are good friends with him or something, tell him we're, uh, to get a hold of us because we'd, we'd love to talk to him again, even if he didn't want to come on the show, just to know that he's okay, you know, and, and, and um, you know, it's not languishing in a jail cell somewhere or uh, and talk about suffering for your faith, you know, helping somebody out to overcome something that's been bothering them for years and their spouse doesn't like it and sues you and, and then they – uh, start casting him as a, uh, a cult leader and everything else, you know, and yeah. it's a shame. It really is. But, uh, boy, when the enemy wants to get you, he goes full bore. But, um, you know, the only people in the United States that I know of as Christians who are addressing the alien abduction thing is you, me. Um, 
Well, you, you mean from a correct perspective, because there are other people. That yeah, well, yeah, there's yeah. one yeah. when we when he worked with us, we come to find out that he was actually working for the CIA. And I think the CIA, um, well, he was yeah. an operative. He didn't really do any counseling. He did reprogramming. Yeah. And of course, the, the other one that, uh, from my association, uh, Lynn Marzulli, I showed him a little bit of it. So he's he's worked in that area from, you know, from what I was able to uh, share with him. But um you, me, and why can't I remember the other one? There was another one. Oh, gosh, that's terrible. Um, and that's all in the United States, other than the, the satanic ritual abuse. They do it from a different perspective or a different angle. Dr. Preston is one of them. I, I think he's you know pretty legitimate in what he does. They have addressed the alien abduction thing. They have different names for things and different ways to approach it, but the end result produces the same thing. So Same enemy. The, yeah. yeah, the methodology is, it, it doesn't matter. It's producing the same fruitful results. Um, but there's, it's only a handful, and everybody else studies it and knows about it, but they don't know firsthand because they've never engaged in the actual spiritual warfare, you know, application of that. Um, mm-hmm. I'd like to see that happen more and more, but the thing is right now, there are no new abduction cases. Right. And there hasn't been for like five, six years. The Lord told me that when you saw that happen, it's because they've moved on to stage two. Right. And uh, they don't need extractions of sperm and eggs and making hybrids or anything. The army they made is ready, and it's ready to be introduced. Not right. in a big frightful area, but descending as the so-called angels from heaven in a deliverance type of situation that kind of goes along with Washington's vision. So, you know, the whole thing is... With 200 million um, Nephilim. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Pretended to be God's angels. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay, good news and bad news. Good news is, you know, these white spirits descend from heaven, but bad news is everything is not as it seems. And objects are closer than you want them to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, oh no, this is not a good thing. No, no, hey, no. We we got a um, um, our favorite or uh, person that listens to the show all the time. Yeah. And I only say that because, well, she, you know, I've known her for a while, and she she writes all the time. She's about the only one that ever gets onto our uh, chat room. Um, but she wants to, she's saying, um, her name is, uh, pseudonym is, uh, Winsong. So hello, Winsong. Um, she wants, she's saying, good evening, guys. Do you think the Georgia Guidestone population statement fits into all of this? Um, good health to you all. God bless you all. So agenda 21. Absolutely. That everything fits into that. Yeah. This was, this was their plan, but their plan, you know, we got to keep in mind, we're studying the plan of losers. They don't win. They lose. This is how they lose. Nobody expected the sound of the trumpet, especially the last sound of the trump. Right. Trump Trump has anticipated on that's because he's got Uncle Don, I mean Uncle John on his side gave him a lot of goodies. Yeah. Um, yeah. Trump has been one step ahead of everything. He knows what exactly is going on, how to do, what to do and when to do it. Did right. you did you see that uh he uh he's he's uh, approved mining mining the moon? Yeah, and a, a certain asteroid too, I think yeah, that's out there. Yeah, to go after guys, guys. I just found out something um, that is true, and it blows my mind. Did you know on on the moon? Do you know what is on the surface? Many large chunks of rocks that are all actually they're kind of encased in a glass-like fusion, like something had nukified almost the whole planet. Huh. So it's it's under like a glass. But you know what they found? 
That was from my metallurgical cheese. When I heard that, cheese? I go, no, yeah, free cheese. Yes, moldy cheese. No, come on, Eric, no. be Gouda. <laughs> they, they found huge chunks. Oh man, I wish we had to. Uh, we need some sound in the background. I put the Twilight Zone thing on right now. Ding, 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 ding. You're in the background. They found. Um, oh my God, Senior moment. Oh, stop it. Come on it's now. Not, it's not. It's not vibranium. <laughs> vibranium <laughs> uh neocranium or something i mean uh, it's got my um um oh come on is it, is um, what are, are we talking about a, a metal resource of some kind yes i'm talking about an alloy metal okay titanium titanium now here's the well, problem guys wait titanium. a second Titan that doesn't occur in nature <laughs> hey bingo you, you have to make that you just win a keepy doll. Yes, okay. you have to make it. It is man-made. It is not found in nature. It is an alloy made by the mixing of zinc and, and other elements. And there, it is, it is not found in nature at all. This is totally man-made. Can you imagine? They find, I mean, this titanium is over the entire surface of the moon. How in the heck did that? Do you know what that means? Now, I read a story on it. I got a back i mean i've been so busy i haven't had time to do much research the lord had me find this i i just couldn't believe all the evidence on the moon that doesn't should not exist it was artificially made it was made and manufactured and placed here probably just after the flood the moon was, was yes and it wasn't placed here by humans it was placed here by, you're going to say aliens, but fallen angels. Remember how Dave Flynn had said that Mars was actually an outpost? Yeah. During the sixth thing? Well, Moon was a base from from there to... Well, oh how does God. that fit into Genesis where God said he made a greater light and a lesser light? Well, he did. He made it. Okay. Uh, but he made, he made it at the Genesis event. He didn't make it after the flood. Well, according to every scripture I've read. We're assuming he just said he made it. He didn't say when he made it or why or where. He just said he made it. Um, I, that's something that'll have to be. Uh, I'll have to dig in further. But somehow there's going to be a harmonious way to look at. It. Just like he said that. Um, oh, let's see what. Well, he well, it says he made it on what what day? He made it on a certain day, the same day he made the sun. So it was a creation right, thing. Lesser, right, right, right. Yeah. To balance everything out. Um, well, obviously, this needs, you know, in anything, yeah, it's in anything that needs to be um, worked out. I don't get threatened like, oh, my gosh, I'm wrong or, oh, no, that's not yeah. that's a lie. There's right. harmony here. We just need to find out how the harmony is. I know when, when somebody had challenged me one time, I said about the um, Philistines living, um, you know, off the um, – off the northern African uh, or Middle East coast, and uh, somebody had challenged me and says, "No, no, that the Philistines were," and and I didn't argue with him. I said, "Okay, well, you know what? I'm I'll check that out, and I'll see that I'm sure there's going to be a some kind of answer where you're right, I'm right. It just ha it blends. I'm not I'm not looking at this defensively. I've seen too much huh. times where things can develop and there's harmony if you're looking for the harmony rather than looking for uh, or or being fearful of a possible opposition 
So, and, yeah. and the source that challenged me was somebody that I deeply trust. You know, the guy's, you know, he's, he's not a kook. He's very well balanced. So it caused me to look. And then I come to find out about mag- migratory patterns. I mean, the original Philistines were of hamatic descent. They lived there. But these other big white bullies moved in from Crete, which were from the Minoan uh, Empire, which legend has it were the survivors of Atlantis. Mm-hmm. They disposed the other philistines and they called themselves the philistines so there was two philistines and the philistines in uh, a mindanet temple in in egypt um ramses ii had depicted who these philistines were and they were big tall white guys so that kind of matches historically that there was this migratory thing but they just borrowed the name just like uh indominians you know uh using that word in the romans times the blacks are trying to say see that was you guys no, it wasn't actually. It was a combination of hemetic and uh, uh, semantic descent. Whites had nothing to do with it, but it became a byword, like somebody calling somebody a soup Nazi or a, a language Nazi or thing. Nazi right. signified a totalitarian, you know, dictatorship. So the Indominians was the same word used in that same time, but it had nothing to do with the Roman Empire or the Romans. It right. didn't. Right. So, so there's always an explanation that doesn't have to conflict. So that's what I think we find right here. And it's worthy of further investigation. But right now, when you got people dying all over the world, I, I think this is more important than that right now. Yeah, I but hear you. Something to be discussed. You know, but it's uh, interesting. Wind, this is very interesting. Windsong came up with an interesting thing. She said maybe God made the moon and then the fallen angels coated it with titanium. So, well, I I, I do know one thing: the moon is hollow, mm-hmm. and so is. Uh, uh, Phobos, uh, the moon around Mars, right. is hollow. I mean, um, I think most planets are actually. <laughs> uh, it's probably yeah, hollow Earth, hollow planets by uh, Lambert shows how this is probably the normal process of of planet formation that everything is like that. Is that Dolphin um, Lambert? Who's it? What Lambert is that? Um, it's not Christopher. It's not Christopher Lambert. It's not. Um, Dolphin, no, oh, okay. it's um, okay. <laughs> you're thinking of actors. <laughs> no, no, Dolphin Lambert um, is a uh, well-known. Uh, well, he's kind of like us. He he researches oh. in everything. But, oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt your train of thought. No, I just okay. wondered. I was, was the same guy. I was thinking of Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> so so let's get. Let's kind of tie this all together then and in with um, the scripture, you know, that we uh, we were introducing. Um, what is it? Amos, um, right? Amos, Amos 3, 7. Surely the Lord has uh, does. Lord God does nothing unless he reveals his secret to his servants, the prophets. Right. OK, so we've taught we've talked about um, now I'm doing it. <laughs> Mark Taylor, we you know, and stuff like that, and uh, you Mark know, Taylor, Kim Clement, and David uh, Wilkerson. Right, and, and and so to some extent, you know, our own um, things that have happened to us, and yeah, we've been yeah. taught and stuff. So, um, so nothing happens. Uh, in other words, God is in the the habit of, uh, or it's his his um, rule of thumb basically to uh, nothing should. Uh, well, things take us by surprise, but really they shouldn't, because if we research hard enough, we will know that what's happening has been revealed. 
And uh, so that's a big part of what we do. You know, uh, you want to elaborate on that? I'm, I'm kind of losing my train of thought. <laughs> well, well, the idea, you know, he says that he, uh, the Lord does nothing unless he reveals his secret to his servants, the prophet. What is his right. secret? I know the plans, you know, he knows everything from the beginning to the end. Mm-hmm. And he is in total control of all of it. So his secret is, this is how I'm in control. This is why I'm in control. Here's my plan. I'm going to give you a secret. Here is my plan. Mm-hmm. So relax. Right. Be calm. I'm in control. It looks like I'm out of control. It looks like the world's out of control. It's part of my plan. Don't worry about it. Right. Now let now let I'm gonna give you the biggest secret. I'm gonna let you see past that. I'm gonna let you see the hope and see why I have to do what I'm doing, because here's the end result. It can't be done any other way. It has to be done this way. Mm-hmm. It kinda of like the old analogy of the um and, and this happened to me because I was a geek that liked I collected I had all kinds of collections, man. I had rock collections, I had bug collections, butterfly collections. I mean, I had collections on collections. I actually as a little kid even had my room look more like a museum. Yeah, that's why I ended up doing a museum, because I was practicing it even in my bedroom, the way I would display <laughs> stuff and everything. Yeah. And so I had I had this insect thing, but I remember one thing that really blew my mind. I saw a um butterfly busting out of its cocoon. So, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm going to help it, you know, and I, I kind of tore it open and kind of helped the little butterfly get out. And when it tried to spread it, its wings, it fell right down on the ground dead. Huh. What the heck? What's up with that? I was trying to help it. Then years later, I read one of my little golden books about, you know, butterflies or whatever. That And, and now it's, of course, in memes everywhere. I guess more people understand it. They've used it as analogies and stuff. But um, a butterfly... Before it can spread its wings and start flying, it goes and struggles through busting out of this cocoon, but it has to go through that struggle. It has to go through that because its metabolism is getting adjusted, its muscles and the wings and everything else is getting adjusted so that when it spreads its wing, it's actually going to be able to fly for the rest of its life. But right. it doesn't, it can't do it if it doesn't go through this struggle. So uh-huh. we sometimes, in God's plan sometimes, we have to go through a struggle of right. things that seem negative, of events that seem, you know, whether it be psychologically, emotionally, or, or, you know, physically, a combination of all three. We have to go through preparation to make us stronger for later on. What was used to try to kill us will be made us, actually makes us stronger, makes us wiser, makes us more aware, and makes us a veteran established in spiritual warfare combat. So a lot of times we don't get the easy street. We have to go through a hardship to develop our character, to develop our bodies, to develop emotional resilience, to be able to get past even harder things. If we get it the easy way, we're going to be left duh, stupid, like a dumb sheep that falls yeah. off a mountain because the shepherd didn't grab the hook and, and save him. We have to so, remember that we're, we're, we're uh, clay in the potter's hands. Yeah. You know, and uh, clay doesn't tell the potter how to do things. Remember, I, being back from the 70s and stuff, you probably remember this song. We used to sing, Have Thine Own Way, Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, have, what was it? Have Thine Own Way, Lord. Have Thine Own Way. Thou art the potter, I am the clay. Mold me and make me after thy will. While I, as I am yield, um, uh, as I am waiting, yielded and still, I think is how it went. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, uh, Sog says, thanks for the butterfly analogy. Um so, uh, you know, we have to realize that, you know, a lot of times we try to make ourselves into our own vessel. 
or we try to tell the potter, hey, you know, I, I think hey. uh, you think you put the handle in the wrong place, you know. And and like you said, you know, a lot of these things have to happen. And what did Jesus say? Um, he, he made a comment, and I can't remember what the whole story was, but he said these things have to happen so that all Scripture will, can be fulfilled. Yep. You know? I think it was going about going to the crucifixion or something. It was about going to the cross. Yeah, yeah. it had to be that way. You know, it's too bad that um, uh, Judas didn't get that because Judas did love Jesus. He wasn't betraying him because he was greedy and wanted money or anything like that. That's silly. That's stupid. He thought he was going to help God and force God's hand and make everything happen. That was his biggest mistake right there. You can't help God out. Right. He doesn't right. need your help. He needs your obedience. Conform to his plan. Yeah, let yeah. God be God. And so and so what happened? It said that Satan entered into him. Mm-hmm. Now, after Satan entered into him, he was called the man of sin, the son of perdition. That's the name for the Antichrist. Right. Right. He had the spirit of Antichrist. Satan's spirit came into him, the spirit of Antichrist. Now, when it left him, what happened? He was so remorseful, so broken, so hurt. He loved Jesus. He was so like, oh, my God, what did I do? What am I thinking? And he was so full of remorse, he hung, hung himself. He committed suicide. He couldn't bear the guilt. Mm-hmm. He loved Jesus. You won't see that taught in very many uh, schools. I mean, for some reason, they want to demonize the guy. You know, he was just purely evil, and, you know, he was doing this. No, no. He made the same mistake that Satan made. I will be like the Most High. Uh, right. Or his mistake was, I'm going to help God out because he doesn't seem to know how, how to, you know, he doesn't. He needs my help. Yeah. No. Every time we think we're got, we're gonna help God out, or we're gonna figure something out. He doesn't need our help. He needs our obedience. He's got a bigger plan. He runs everything from beginning. He's already seen everything from beginning to end. What I love is how he calls us to something, and he tells us that's what you are. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Sure. That that ain't what I am, Lord. Come on. What do you? He calls the things that aren't as if they already were. Why? Because he already sees what you become. He's in heaven where time has ended. He call, he might tell you you are something, and you go, no way, I can never. Well, yeah, you're right. You can't be that. But he knows that you are going to be that because you're going to learn how to get the heck out of the way, conform to his plan, have his peace and rest in it. And then guess what? All you got to do is be you. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do anything else. It's going to find you. You don't find it. It finds you by doing today what needs to be done. And let him fill in the blanks for tomorrow. How many times do we always get in, you know, we're our own worst enemy. Trump won the election, but how? That was a mind blower. At the last minute, something changed. Something changed everywhere. People were praying. A lot of us Christians, we didn't want to end up in a FEMA camp. But right. a lot of Christians were praying. But the, the legs on those prayers were enough Christians went out and voted. Mm-hmm. And because they voted, God was able to make that change. The people that stayed home and said, well, my vote doesn't count. The Illuminati's got control of this. The machines are rigged. This is rigged. Oh, boy, Satan's just sitting there clapping his hands going, I got you right where I want you. Don't do anything. Just don't do anything at all. Just I I beat you. I defeated you, chump. Right. We obey God because it's what we're supposed to do. Not, you know, people died to give you that privilege. Maybe it's easier for me to see being a veteran. I saw what the price of of freedom costs. It cost their lives. Scared kids that didn't want anything to do with landing on a beach in Normandy. But they knew, and they knew that probably most of them weren't going to come back. But they knew they had an enemy that that they had to fight. And for honoring them, I'll go and vote, even if it's only one, one thing against abortion. 
And then again, oh, it's got, you know, it'll never, well, it'll never get turned out if I don't go and vote, I guess. So I better just do what's the right thing to do because it's the right thing to do. Thank God in 2016, the election, enough people went out and voted because God was able to change it to last minute. If everybody sat home and did nothing, God could do nothing because you just shut his hands off from being able to do it. He has to move through us, through a free will, through our willingness to obey. Mm-hmm. I, I'm reminded of that daily. More, The more we approach the day, the more I realize I can't figure this stuff out. God already has a plan. He knows it. So I'm going to be like Alfred E. Newman. What, me worry? Right. I'm not worried. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm not worried. One of the things I always struggled with when through through a lot of my Christian life, so uh, things have gotten better the last five or six years or so, but um, I used to try to, when I prayed for something, well, let's just say, you know, I lost my job and I was, well, that's not a good example, but um, let me just say that I, if I prayed for something, I would wait for a certain amount of time for God to act, and then when he didn't, I'd do it myself, you know? Mm-hmm. It's almost like I was giving him a time schedule, and uh, and <laughs> he he was gracious enough to allow me to do that, and things did turn out right. But I got to sit here, you know, here now, and in other times I've done this, and wonder had I just waited, what greater blessing could have been there? You know, um, it, it's just it's just amazing because. Uh, the last few years, you know, as it has been for everybody else, things have gotten tighter economically for people and stuff. And and um, and a lot of us have had to learn to trust and obey and wait, wait on him, you know. And you and I and others call it the 1159 bailout, you know. Um, that's usually when he decides to say, hey, yeah, I'm here, <laughs> you know. And I'm going to help. Well, that's kind of dumb because, you know, there is no time in heaven and he's always been willing. He knew that was going to need that need was going to happen from before he created heaven and earth. But anyway, in our perspective, you know, it seems like it's a last minute thing. But um, and the more that you wait on that and and don't try to do things yourself, but know that somehow the an- either he's going to do it for you or the answer is going to come uh, most of the time later on. I think that as as we grow in him that, you know, that'll change and that answers will come sooner and everything. But um, it, it's 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 a shame because you, I, I look back and, and and I know things can't be changed. And, and, I, and I am blessed that he did act even when in my, act in my favor, even when I was doing things without waiting for him. But, you know, like I said, I sit here and wonder, you know, had I waited, what, what would the, the results have been? But then I think to myself, well, he knew I wasn't going to wait. So, I, you know, it's the whole time thing again and, and uh, the destiny thing. But um, but it's, it's, it's gotten a lot easier, you know, and just knowing that, you know, hey, I just I'm just going to wait and see what happens, you know, and not try to not try to make plans for uh, for a lot of things in the in the near future or in you know two or three months down the road but just realize that you know he knows what we need and when we need it and he'll provide it when we need it and yep. um we we can't try to force his hand cuz i've been guilty of that i'll admit it to you and everybody else the whole world that you know i've i've done that you know and it's uh he he loves us so he'll he'll help us out anyway but um, what is that saying? You, you teach a man to, to to fish, and you fed him for you know you 
you feed a man a fish and you fed him for a day, you teach him how to fish, you fed him for, for a lifetime, you know? And, yeah, exactly. and I want to learn to where I'm fed for a lifetime. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be chucked to fish every once in a while. <laughs> but uh, anyway, that having been said, I'll, I'll be quiet. Uh, we had a, somebody named uh, Sue. I won't say her last name because she, she doesn't want it said, but, and she, she, she put a word and I think it might be misspelled. I think it's A L. Um, well, it just went up. Hold on a sec. Um, A-K-A-L-D-A-M-A, Al-Kaldama. And, and I was looking it up, and it's actually, oh, I know. That, yeah. that's the name of the field that um, where I think we're, if, to me, it's the field of blood or something like that. And um, it's where Judas hanged himself. So um, anyway, I just thought that was interesting. I like when people throw little tidbits in like that. Thank you, Sue, because it caused me to do a little research, and I just learned about a word I never heard before. So. Um, anyway, so, oh, it's looking, it's five minutes from pumpkin time. Yeah. You know, I, I got a local request. I really put myself in a bit of a dilemma. Um, if there's anybody local in, uh, Detroit metro area, my, my, um, printer died on me. My printer has a, um, fax machine on it. And it's kind of important that I have a landline hooked up to it so that uh, when I, if I would have a power outing or whatever, you know, the landline, I'm getting that in a couple of days, I hope. I don't know with this stuff going on whether I, I can even do that or not. It's all through the computer, so it doesn't mean like anything. It's got to be hardwired. They'll send me a little device. I think a few days I might be able to get that. <laughs> or, of course, electrical, I might have to. Anyways, the problem is I can't get anything ordered until it won't arrive until August. Kind of like after the fact. I kind of need it like tomorrow or yesterday. Um, gosh, if anybody has any kind of printer, you can put it at the, you know, the down near in a box near your driveway, and I'll just come and pick it up. But I just I need a printer so I can finish out some of the work in the museum and get it ready for when I need it. Um, I had a lot of free time. Well, time that I've allotted to be free that I can do this, and uh, the sooner would be better. So if you could, if anybody can hook me up with any kind of printer, I don't right at this kind point I don't care any any kind of printer will do. At least I'll have copies of stuff that I can be working on a museum with. Sometimes my eyes hurt too much on the internet, and I got to get away for a while. So what I do is I get away from that. I go and do stuff, something in the museum and do a little work, rest my eyes. And then I come back, bounce back and forth. So anybody can help me out. I'd sure greatly appreciate it. Uh, because otherwise I got to wait until, um, August and by August I'm, well, yeah, that's too little, too late. (laughs) Right. Yeah, definitely. Okay, folks. Well, if you, you know, you can meet that challenge or that request, that'd be great. Because I don't know, you never. I've seen Jim's uh, museum when he was down in Roswell, and it's it's quite unique. And uh, and a lot of people when they visit it, they um, uh, a lot of people when they visit it, they uh, they start asking questions. And uh, either they're Christians who uh, it helps to make a connection to all the uh, the stuff that we research and study, and um, and and biblical stuff too. Or they're non-believers um, who have a lot of questions answered and uh, are led to faith in Jesus through uh, through what Jim has uh, put together um, via via the Lord, of course. But um, so it's uh, it's not something that um, you know I would take lightly or anything else. It's really it's really a need, and um, 
So if anybody can help him out, that'd be wonderful. I um, live a little too far away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but um, anyway, so yeah, uh, any help would be much appreciated, not just by Jim, but by me and Eric too. Um, that Al-Kadama, um, Sue Trace, no, Sue, excuse me, sorry, I almost said the last name. Um, Sue is saying it's where the vampire stuff comes from. Um, Al-Kadama or Al, yeah, al Akalama. Um so um it's yeah, I, I think I know who she is, yeah. She's yeah. pretty yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna have to look into that now. So thank you, Sue. Um that's that's awesome. And um I've got it up on my, my computer screen so I won't forget about it. Uh so um anyway, um I guess it's uh you know, we got about ten seconds before you guys turn into a pumpkin, so um <laughs> Jim or Eric, you want to lead us in a prayer, and um, and we can say goodbye and um, see it see you next week. All right, Eric, you want to pray pray us out this time? Uh, I think I want to pass. Okay, okay. all right, well, I'll, I'll do it then. Yep. Father, we just come before you, Lord, and Lord, there's just so much stuff out there. So many people with good intentions. So many people that. Um, haven't heard the voice of your prophets. Lord, I pray that you'll put it in their hearts to seek out your method, your ways. I just want the body of Christ to have the peace of passes all understanding. I want many to identify what their role is in all of this. Most of them have always asked, what, how come I know this stuff? What's my role? What am I supposed to do? Um, Lord, they need to know their identity in you. They need to know what, how you see them and start believing them or what you've already told them. They have to be able to walk in the power and might of your spirit. They need to have that stability, that base, that foundation, that peace that passes all understanding that will let them not waver to the left or the right. Because every day we are faced with so many unknown things and things change on a dime. Help us not to change. Help us to be able to stay the same because you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. Help us to have that base, that confidence in you, the knowledge of your plan, the revelation of how you are in control and you have a greater plan and help us to just submit and and do what's right today and let you worry about tomorrow. I pray that this would be a revelation for everyone that's in our audience, that they would know that, that you are a loving God, that you don't just dictate things as a God up there with a stick and a lightning bolt whooping us every time we step out of place or if we don't get every little jot and tittle right. Lord, that you're a compassionate God, a loving God. And you're willing to meet us wherever we're at. If we have a heart that's truly seeking after you, you say that you are a rewarder of those that diligently seek you. Yes. I pray that this would be the revelation that each one would find until next week when we come back together again. And we can perhaps share even some of these wonderful testimonies of how you're working and moving in the midst of all this calamity. I ask this in your mighty and precious name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. I'm having a conversation with Sue here while we're <laughs> <laughs> uh, She's making right. some interesting, real quick, she's making some interesting connections between adrenochrome, um, vampirism, and uh, and connecting it with what's going on today. So um, if she's really versed in this, maybe we can have her on the show. That would be wonderful. Uh, I was thinking about that. I think maybe if uh, she can email me, because I think she's got my email address. Okay. Email me, and uh, we'll work on this. We'll see what happens. Yeah, because that's an interesting. And I want to get more into yeah. the adrenochrome stuff anyway, because it's uh, 
something that's currently happening. And uh, yep. I think a lot of kids are being saved from it right now. So, um, okay, guys. Well, um, it was a blessing being with you guys again. Um, you're always, you guys are always in my prayer as well as our audience, of course. And um, you uh, have a wonderful week, and uh, we will we will chat, I'm sure. Um, oh, we'll be talking earlier than that um, through the yeah. week. I love the way we got this little thing going on uh, Facebook where we can have our three-way private discussion. Uh, that That is so much – that means a lot to me. I yeah, me too. It's, it's, it's a time of fellowship with you guys. That, yep, uh, and we can, stay, we can stay in tune and keep up on all of this too. It's, definitely, uh, definitely. Yep. Really okay, good. well, let me say goodbye. Uh, let's say goodbye to the audience. Bye, guys, and um, and uh, we we'll talk for a second. Hold on. Here we okay. go. Okay. Bye, guys. God bless.